This is the Doctor. President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabras. Hey who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we are at episode 57. What a week. Yes, wow. What a week it's been. It's been immense. It's been crazy. Like um, like the whole world's just gone Doctor Who mental. Mm, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Which is a good thing. It's really cool. I love this first week of Who. Um because there's just a massive uh, combination of like people going crazy, people loving it, people hating it, the fallout, everything. <laughs> it's just really cool. <laughs> yeah, I knew. Well, I knew this episode was going to create a, a big sort of um, difference of opinion and a lot of discussion, um, and it and it certainly has. Um, and the buzz on Saturday night, my goodness, it was just brilliant. I tell you, I love it. Yeah, and it's cool that um, after that, after it went out, that. Um, Doctor Who or The Magician's Apprentice whatever was trending number one mm. on Twitter that's always good yes I actually said to my, my partner I said look um, just watch a film now because I'm going to be on my phone for the next hour <laughs> or two uh, because I said it's just it's just I just want to chat to everyone about this because uh, <laughs> it was just yeah it was all kicking off it was brilliant in a good way I mean it was just yeah, yeah it was just amazing to, to hear everyone's thoughts on the episode yeah it was very cool um, and it's also one of those times where um, you start talking to people who are not really Doctor Who fans about Doctor Who, just oh, right, because okay. they're caught up in the whole thing. So, you know, um, I know a, a couple of people, a couple of friends of mine, um, who don't really watch Doctor Who, they're not really into it at all. Um, but then they ask you the inevitable question, because it's such a popular show. Mm. They're like, so you watch Doctor Who on, on Saturday night? I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. And then you start talking to them, and then you can see that little kind of, that little nugget of... of of interest of curiosity in yeah. yeah and you think are they gonna are they gonna are they gonna get into doctor who mm, possibly and did they watch it though that's the thing did they watch it yes oh right okay because this this brings me on to two things i was going to talk about it later but i'll talk about it now while i while i remember um because i'll kick myself if i don't talk about these uh two things i mean one thing is this episode a lot of people have been saying it's not wasn't very accessible to the casual viewer it was a fan for the fans um, and I kind of agree with that, but uh, I'm not sort of going into the episode review here, but uh, people have had 10 years to get into Doctor Who. If they haven't got into it by now, then I haven't got any, you know, I don't feel sorry for them. Oh. But the other thing, the main point I wanted to make is that I, I think people could watch it as a standalone, even if they hadn't watched Doctor Who before. And the viewing figures, the overnight viewing figures were so low for an opening episode. But I just don't believe it because everybody was, I mean, I've never known an episode just go so mental uh, for a long, long time uh, about Doctor Who. I mean, everybody was talking about it. Everybody seemed to be watching it. And like you said, people who uh, don't normally watch it were sort of speaking about it. I just don't believe that overnight figure. I think it's, I don't know how they calculate it or whatever, but I think it's wrong because I've never known an episode get such a buzz. Um, yeah, well, I'm not sure because the, it's weird because it it was the second watched show of the night 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, and it, yeah, he got four point something. Yeah, million, four, which is really low for a, for a, a series opener. Apparently, really. yeah, for a series opener, yeah. But mm. you know, I I don't know. It's kind of weird. I'm not sure if they've taken um, iPlayer or anything like that into account mm. yet. No, I mean it's just it's just an overnight. I mean, a couple of million will probably get added on. Yeah, but it still makes it quite a low. I think because I think the overnight for Deep Breath was something like six point something million. Yeah, that was, went yeah. out to nearly eight or nine. So this one will probably go up to around about six or seven, which is. It's not, it's decent, I suppose. Well, like you said, the, the important thing to remember is it's still the second most watched program of the night. So that, that's the important thing. But yeah, I just don't believe that figure because I, I just see, it seemed to me that everybody was watching it. I think there was quite a buzz about this episode. Um, yeah. And I understand the thing that everybody watches, you know, nowadays we watch it on catch up and, and whatever. But uh, yeah, I think for the first episode, most people like to be in front of the TV, don't they? I mean, I, I would, I really hate to miss the first episode of a new series. I have to be there, you know, on the night at that moment. Yeah. You know. Well, the thing with it is, you know, stop stop selling it in cinemas for weeks before. Mm. And then maybe more people would watch it yeah. you know, in front of their TVs, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also the, the spoiler thing, because um, there were a lot of spoilers going around and a couple of friends, um, you, you know, said, oh, God, I've just opened my Twitter feed and I've just seen this image and... So things were, yeah, I said, oh gosh, the sooner this episode airs, the better, because there were so many things going round about it, because obviously there'd been premieres and, and pictures had leaked and stuff that, um, you know, oh, I was just feeling sorry for people because I kept, people were asking me because obviously they knew we, we saw the episode in advance and they were asking me about it. And I said, the, the least you know about it, the better. And I know that sounds really smug and really harsh, but it really is true because when I watched it, I didn't know, uh, the only thing I knew, I'd heard the rumor about the kid mm -hmm. you know um that was the only thing i knew so the rest of it i was really like <gasps> you know i was literally gasping through all of it and i wanted everyone else to get that same experience and um uh, i know tom dix who listens to the show opened up twitter and saw a picture of you know who and was just mortified and right. he just had to i said he just stayed off twitter for the rest of the day he's like i can't believe i've seen that <laughs> you know so yeah i just think yeah i'm glad to hear people were watching it like you said that perhaps weren't you know yeah haven't watched it before perhaps it got got them into it yeah i don't expect them to watch all of it the no. whole series but at least they watch the opener just to see what quote unquote what all the fuss was about yes yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. yeah yeah and there certainly has been a lot of fuss hasn't there in a good way there's been a good good buzz around this episode of this series i think yeah we will come on to that in a bit in a little while mm. we've got some other stuff to do first um, yes. Actually, yeah. How have, you, how have you been, mate, anyway, for last week, Ap apart from being swept up in the whole episode one whirlwind? Have you been up to anything? Yeah, no, I, I've been good. Uh, yeah, I have I'm still chatting to people about it. It's quite difficult because I've been trying not to say too much because I wanted to save it for the review. So I've been a little bit muted, sort of lingering in the back of for back uh, of forums and stuff and, and just checking out where, where everyone's reaction is. And um, yeah, I mean, other in other sort of things, I've been watching a bit of the horror channel. I watched a great show, The Galaxy. Um, last night, much to my partner's amusement, <laughs> hates the horror chat, hates coming in and the horror channel being on. Uh, that is a story I'm really looking forward to doing with you. Um, and yeah, apart from that, not much else. So my first delivery of the history collection arrived this morning. I, I, I subscribed to it and I got a big heavy parcel this morning. Cool. Because um, I, I did subscribe and I thought, well, I may just sort of cancel the subscription after I've got all the free gifts. Um, and the first bundle is like just over ten pounds, and I've got the first three issues, which are glorious. I've got to tell you, I love this 
this book magazine whatever you want to call it um and it's got like a little plastic cup in there and a little doc two wallet and i was like all of this for a tenner this is i know it goes up after <laughs> i'm not i'm not a mug i know i know the price goes up but um yeah so that's quite nice i'm looking forward to flicking through those later because they are really nicely produced i have to say yeah so that's arrived and, and that's pretty much been my week it's just been a really good little roller coaster of a doc two ride really oh cool man yeah what about cool. you i know i know something good happened to you this week yeah i had yeah, um, tell me yeah so thanks to um uh cousins our one of our listeners cousins 2019 um he sent a message to say that you know that um special that um limited edition comic-con thing yes the thing. Funko Pop. yeah the uh the the capaldi doctor in the orange spacesuit mm-hmm. um it was like yeah it's come back in stock i was like yay uh so i swiftly reordered that and that arrived um yesterday Yes, I saw you. I saw your picture on the on the Facebook page. He's, yeah. It's a great fit. It's a great one, actually. It's a really good variant. That it, and looks it sold really out good. really quick, mate. I mean, even though you you managed to get one on the second go, I think even then you were quite lucky because it they almost immediately took the mm-hmm. the link down. Yeah, so yeah. I'm glad you got one. It's a great figure. Yeah, it's very cool and it's really good as well because um, with the popco with the popco with the pop, <laughs> I like that <laughs> with the pop Funko figures. Um, there are times, and I've got a couple of them, where the the paintwork isn't that oh. great on some of them. You know, the quality, it does... Oh, it really varies. I oh, know, so have I. Yeah. yeah. This one's perfect, though. Oh, good. So I'm really glad about that. Um, so, yeah, so I've been gushing over that a little bit. Um, I did pick up issue one of The Complete History. Oh, yeah. Um, which I which I really, really like. I, think, I don't think I'm going to subscribe to the lot. No, well, it's, I mean, if you work it out how, when the, it actually finishes, it's a lot of dough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, it's, I have to say, it's really nice. What's turned up this morning is a really nice little set. They sent me the first three, and obviously the second one is Pertwee, third one's Capaldi. So it is nice. But yeah, I I don't know how long I will continue the subscription for. I'm going to see, but it's a really nice, you know, like you say, publication, and yeah. it's very nicely produced, is it what is. I'm trying to say. Yeah, the yeah. quality is very good, and mm. um, the information is very, like, really in-depth as well. Yeah. Um, it, it really dives into the whole behind-the-scenes thing and, um, like, planning, pre-production, production, post-production, the, the whole thing. It's really, really good. Yeah, and the only um, thing, because it talks about some of the merchandise as well, and um, the only thing I would say, and I've only looked at the first issue so far, is it, it talks about the merchandise for each episode. I would have liked to have seen some, some pictures, you know, because you know I love my merch. And, uh, yeah, that's the only thing I would say. I was, when I saw in the in the introduction bit, it was going to be talking about, like you said, it really goes into detail about each episode. And then it was the last bit, I think, is about the merchandise that came out for each episode. So it talks about the figures and things. So I was hoping there'd be a few pictures of that because I love seeing all the old merch. I mean, when Doctor Who first came back, there was loads of merchandise like you go into Woolies and there'd be loads of Doctor Who stuff on the shelf so yeah I was kind of hoping to see a few pictures of the old figures and going oh I, I bought that one I've got him somewhere in the loft you know what I mean <laughs> but, but I don't know they might they might do that in further issues I haven't, haven't had a chance to check okay maybe mm, but it is good yeah um uh what I've been up to um been chatting to, uh, when I put on the uh, podcast last week that I had um started to re-listen to Davros the big oh, finish yes. play um, so I finished listening to that. Really glad I did that. And then um, uh, a couple of peeps uh, jumped on and recommended the I Davros series. Yes, I've heard that's really good. Yes. Yeah. So I will probably check that out. Um, also had some people recommend uh, the next um, exclusive Pop Funko, which is the New York Comic Con exclusive. 
um, which is the Tenth Doctor, David Tennant, in the orange spacesuit. Yeah, I saw this online, and mm. um, I, again, I don't know if it's already gone because I clicked on the link and it wasn't there. But um, yeah, hopefully that'll come back online because I'd like to get that one as well. There's yeah. a there's a Dalek, isn't there? A Daleks reveal as well, exclusive that's just just been announced. Yes, yep. a black Dalek with like the mutant coming out of it. That looks really cool. Yeah, it, yeah, it does look very very cool. I haven't even ordered any of the regular uh, run Doctor Who pop Funkos yet. Yeah. So maybe I'll just get these exclusives out of the way because those ones will be around for a little while, I think. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, get the exclusives. I noticed yours has got the sticker on, and um, I mm. don't know too much about this. I know a lot of people say, you know, oh, it's got it. My, mine hasn't got that exclusive sticker. I was a little bit jealous when I saw yours because I think I got mine the first time around when you should have got it, when you ordered it, and it didn't turn up. Um, but mine hasn't got that exclusive sticker on, and that's quite a big deal, isn't it, amongst the Funko? Um, collectors it, yeah it can be if you um mm. if you keep them all boxed and don't open them mm. then some of the exclusive especially some of the uh, san diego and new york comic-con ones are quite i wouldn't say rare but they're you know they're more sort of yeah because that's yeah. what i thought so, oh mine hasn't got that funko thing on it well i think the matt smith one i have has it it's got some sort of funko exclusive but yeah my my spacesuit one didn't and also i haven't taken him out of the box and um you saying about the paintwork uh, i think i ought to check him over actually because <laughs> some of the ones i have taken out of the box have been yeah they're a bit i don't know they're obviously sort of i don't know the paint jobs can be very very dodgy i mean so yeah. my dialects have got loads of splodges and i mean how can you get a dialect wrong but <laughs> mine's got <laughs> mine's got like a few splodges on it and um yeah, they do really vary, I have to say. I often do check every one in the shop. It, I mean, those ones are ordered online because they're exclusives and stuff. But, yeah, I better take him out and check. He might only have one eye or something. <laughs> one, yeah, one eye. <laughs> yeah, you know, better check him out, actually. No, yeah. So I might order that one. I might try and hunt that one down and give it an order as well. Yeah, well, he is your doctor. I think you ought to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and lastly, um, thank you very much to um, uh, one of our Twitter followers. Uh, he sent us a really nice uh, screenshot of something um, oh. a few days ago. Um, I think he was looking at the the official podcasts app on his iPhone, I believe. Mm. Um, and um, he sent me a screenshot. So in the uh, so it was Martin, and um, his Twitter name is at Bad Wilf. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I, I listened to that podcast. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. Um, so he sent me this uh, screenshot, and in the TV and film category, we're number thirty six. Oh, wow. Out of, like, the world, I guess. That that's whole category. Cool. So um, that's all thanks to you guys. So thanks so much for um, for listening every week and reviews and stuff. That's very, very cool. Cheers. Oh, cheers, Martin. That's, that's ace. That uh, is ace. It's, it's ace. It's ace. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else been up to? Mm, not really. No, well, it's all been it's all been the Magician's Apprentice stuff, isn't it? It's all just been yeah. all of that. All yeah. of that gumph. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think we should, yeah, should we get the news out of the way so that you guys can, you know. So we can get into our review because I am kind of buzzing. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to get into it. Let, let's start oh, the news. Okay. Let's land it and we'll, we'll get the news out of the way. Okay. First up this week, um, th this is going to make some of our Down Under friends very happy, but could possibly make some of our friends in the UK quite unhappy. 
Have you got that rant music to hand? <sighs> I really need to get that, don't I? <laughs> I, I I'll definitely sort that because we, we need it. So right. um, a couple of weeks ago, we told you guys um, in our new section that a couple of people have been added to the um, Doctor Who Festival in November. And we had an announcement. I think an email came out to everyone that bought tickets and there was some Twitter stuff to say, um, you know, everybody get hyped up and excited because this Friday or I think it was on the Friday, we're going to be announcing some extra guests. And we were like, wow, this is going to be amazing. We were like, oh, it's going to be Jenna. Oh, I probably would have put a £1,000 Jenna yes. Coleman, obviously. Yeah, because yeah. we thought no. it's bound to be Jenna, but you're right. But no, it was Mark Gattis and Nicholas Briggs, I believe. And Danny, the effects man. Don't forget Danny. Danny, sorry. Yep. Um, so that was kind of an anti-climax, really. Um, however, it seems like our buddies uh, down under um, seems to be doing it correctly with their announcement. So um, if you guys don't know, there's going to be a second Doctor Who festival in Sydney um, at the end of November. And um, as well as the people who are going to appear here, which is Peter Capaldi and Stephen Moffat, um, those guys have, uh, sorry, some people have been added to the roster there, which includes Sylvester McCoy, um, Billy Piper, and Dan Starkey. Mm, a little bit more A list. A little bit more. Mm. Um, I would, I would have, I would have been over the moon if these guys had been announced for the UK one. I don't know about you. Absolutely, especially Billy. I mean. Sylvester, yeah, fantastic. We've both met him. Um, but yes, he would have been a great addition to the UK one. Billy Piper, I would love... Well, I, I did meet her at a book launch, but, you know, restaurant. I'd love Billy to have been added to the UK one. That would have been an awesome guest. Um, she hasn't done much UK uh, stuff either. So no. she, would have, she would have been a top one. And yeah, and Dan Starkett, another great addition. So three really good ones there. Um, does feel like a bit of a kick in the ribs. To me, to me, it does. Yeah, yeah. I'm not um, going to go off on a rant. I'm not going to go into Mr. Grumpy, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great three additions to the Aussie Festival. Yeah, really good. And I'm sure it's just a matter of, well, I don't know if it's a matter of timings or, you know, other commitments, um, as to why those people will be in Australia at the time, or if they're, or if they've just decided, you know, I want to do the, the Sydney one. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it is it is a little bit. Mm, come on. You know, the UK one was announced first. You know, the whole... U We're not going to go into that whole thing, but... No, but it's seriously lagging. And the fact that, the, that they have... Um, they're going to have autograph opportunities at the Australian one as well. Yes. That, that really gets me. Um, as I say, I'm not... Sorry, I'm not... I refuse to go down a rant road today. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you, you get what I'm saying. It does seem a little bit... Our one is paling in comparison at the minute. And, uh, yeah, this, it's not good. They need to up the ante. Yes. So, yeah. Australian listeners, um, send us some pics with those guys. <laughs> Actually, somebody did say um, on the Twitter feed for the festival, because um, they, they're quite good at replying to people, the, the festival, on Twitter. And somebody did say, oh, will we be able to get photos with them? I think they go do autographs, but not photos. And they put something like, they replied, um, no, but you'll be able to take photos in the auditorium and you'll have them forever. Oh. Oh. Wow. If I got that tweet... I'd, I'd probably storm. No, no, I'm not even going to go there. But I, yeah, I wouldn't be impressed. <laughs> Let, let's support our um, our Aussie listeners, though. Oh fair, yeah, big time. And yep. yeah, yeah, fair play. It's, you know, it's great. I mean, it's it's a great festival for them. I mean, it's really starting to take shape. I, yeah, we just need some of this over the UK. And we've only got what have we got now? October, November, six weeks, seven weeks. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a couple of months, isn't it? 
Yeah, just under a couple of months. Yeah. So they've, they've still got a bit of time to, to add a few more guests. So let, let's, fingers crossed, eh? Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Right, okay. Avoiding the rant. In other news, um, this is some good news. The season premiere of The Magician's Apprentice has broken records in the United States. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, it's the biggest premiere in the States for a key demographic of adults between the age of 18 and 14. So at an overall... Um, overall, the episode had 2 million viewers watching, which, I mean, obviously, bear in mind, this is breaking records. I think, I don't get this. Isn't that a really low figure, though? Explain it to me, Gary. I don't quite get it, but right. it's, because America's huge. I'm assuming they do watch television quite a lot over there, but only 2 million are watching, but it's breaking records. It seems like a low figure to me. I don't quite right. get it. Okay. Explain it to me. Right, so so the age the age group was 18 to 49, Right. Um, that was a demographic or the, ah. the, the key thing. So, um, and also it didn't, it doesn't take into account um, all of the American TV networks either. Um, so, and also, yeah, as you said, America is huge. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, it, it, it has to be relative, I guess. So, so yeah, it's like a sort of um, a snapshot of the, like you said, that age group that were watching it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Right, got it. So yeah, so it's, it's broken records in the states. Uh, it's nearly double the average that the series eight um, uh, premiere got. So it's really good news. It's great to see Doctor Who doing doing so well um, in the, in America because you know I think a lot of shows try and break America and it's not the easiest place to break. And they you know so the fact that it's going from strength to strength. I mean, nearly doubling the figure is is brilliant. Yeah, you know they're obviously doing something right over there, and it's. You know, I think the fans, we've said this about the cosplayers, the fans are really enthusiastic about Dot 2, the, you know, the US Dot 2 fans. I think mm-hmm. they really do get behind it. And yeah. yeah, it's great. Really good news, especially com- compared to our, you know, limp, um, <laughs> <laughs> disappointing yeah. uh, um, overnight figures. I mean, yeah, this is a definite pickup. So, uh, yeah, great news. Yeah, and they also pushed it quite heavily as well. I've seen um, uh, quite a few uh, pictures that people have put on uh, Twitter and so on, where um, they've put like full um, posters across buses, yes. um, like posters in the subway, loads of loads of posters, really pushing it. So, I think BBC America have like upped the marketing budget a little bit, which has helped. Um, but also BBC America, it's not one of the biggest channels, you know, in the US. Mm. It's um, I think it's, I think it is reasonably popular, um, but compared to some of like the really big. Um, dramas and stuff that go out on a Friday night. So channels like HBO and ABC and lots of really big channels, they're getting like massively high. Oh, yeah. You know, so although this one had like just over 2 million people watching, I think some of their other shows have got like 12, 13 million people. Um, Things like The Big Bang Theory and that's, I mean, they get crazy, crazy. So Mm. it is all relative, I guess, but it's it's good that um, it's good that there's a, a record you know, in another country. It's very cool. Yeah, cool. I mean, that's like I said, that's why I didn't quite get why the two million, like, I seemed low. But yeah, it does make sense in, in terms of that. And like you said, it's just great to see it breaking records because it, it does, yeah, it does mean, a, you know, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So well done. Great stuff. Yeah, Keep well, watching. Well, well done. <laughs> well done, American fans, for supporting <laughs> the show and watching it. <laughs> uh, next up, um, we have um, a bit of confirmation, a bit of closure. Bit of shock uh, news. Yeah, because we've had some um, 
We've had some almost confirmed news. So last week we told you that an, a story had broken that Jenna Coleman was um, leaving or had left uh, the show. And we never had an official word from Jenna Coleman herself. And we also had this strange article that appeared on the BBC News website where they were kind of reporting on a rumour, if you like. Mm. If you remember, they were saying like, yeah. you know, this that, that there's news has broken. Even on the BBC News website, they'd worded it something similar to news has broken <laughs> that Jenna Coleman um, has left Doctor Who to take on uh, a new role as Queen Victoria for ITV. Um, but even the BBC News website didn't say, you know, Jenna Coleman has left. They were kind of reporting on their own rumour. It's kind of as if they didn't want to be left behind. It's like, oh, yeah. we weren't going to break this till next week, but everyone's <laughs> reporting it, so we better mention it. It was kind of, yeah, it was a bit strange, wasn't it? It was weird, yeah. Mm. Um, however, last... Um, uh, sorry, no. When was it last? I think it was on Friday. the Friday, actually. The Friday? Yep. Yeah. So last Friday, uh, Jenna Coleman was on the um, Radio 1 breakfast show uh, with Nick Grimshaw, and um, uh, I'm not sure if it was staged to ask her that question or if they were just genuinely interested because of the rumours the week before. Um, but she did, in fact, say, you know, she has left. So, you know, they quizzed her and said, you know, rumour has it that you've left the show. And she says, I have left the TARDIS. Uh, the TARDIS? Mm. I have left the TARDIS. It's happened. I filmed my last scenes. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the, that's the thing. She actually confirmed she filmed her last scenes because that was the... That's the clincher, isn't it? It's not like, yeah, I've left. I might, you know, it might be in the Christmas, but, you know, she's confirmed she's filmed her last scenes. Yes. Which, yeah. And she said she's going to leave at some point during the series, which, again, might mean, I know there was speculation about halfway through and stuff, but yeah, it might mean she won't be there till the very, very end. Because I don't know about you, Gary, but my gut feeling is she's going to leave in the penultimate episode. That's what I think. Yeah. You probably, I mean, initially I thought that she would hang on until the Christmas special. Mm. That's what I initially thought. Um, but I think you mentioned last week that that probably wouldn't work because we've got um, River Song coming back. Yeah. Um, and and we do know that we're going to get a new companion at some point in this series. So you're, you're right. It's probably, she she's probably going to be there. To, I think she'll be there for most of it um, because I think if I if I've read correctly, she's only just finished filming some stuff. Yeah. That's like, what I, that's the impression I got in yeah. the last fortnight. So mm. I think they, they've, they're probably a large chunk of the way through production at the minute. So she's probably there till nearer the end. Um, but yeah, it could be the penultimate one. That'd be quite cool. Yeah. I just got this feeling. I don't know. Just reading between the lines of some of the stuff I've heard. And, um, and, and I'm trying to actually, I mean, I do like a, a, a mild spoiler, if you like. I do like to know little sort of breadcrumbs of information. But but after The Magician's Apprentice, I'm actually trying to stay away from it a bit more than I normally do because it really did, you know, enlighten, is that the word? My enjoyment of the episode. So, yeah, I, so this is why I'm worried that a few sort of more details are going to leak out. And uh, in a lot of ways, I don't want to don't want to know. I want it to be a surprise when she leaves. Cause, but that's my gut feeling. Gut feeling is penultimate episode. Okay, so yeah. yeah, the impossible girl. This is her last, her last outing with the Doctor, um, which I think is good timing. Really, I think the time is right for her to go now. I, I do, I definitely do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think she'll, she'll, she'll go out on a sort of, she'll go out on a bang in this series. I think, yeah, I think the, the timing is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just wondering, actually, do you think she'll be killed off, or do you think, 
Because I, I always think she's the kind of character the Moff would just love to bring back if he could. And I don't know. I, I would be surprised if she got killed off. Although there are rumours, of course, but I don't know. What do you think? Will he, would he do that? Um, I'm, I, I'm not sure. I mean, Stephen Moffat is it's very timey-wimey yeah. a lot of the time. So I don't think it really matters if, they, if he kills her off or she just leaves. You yeah. know, I think he'll bring her back if he wants to anyway. Yeah, because I'm thinking so, of Amy Aurora's death, like how he kind of, I mean, that was a bit of a sort of um, get out, wasn't it? He's kind of sort of trapped them in that universe, but didn't really kill them off. And yeah, I don't know. He'd probably do something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. No one's yeah. ever truly dead, are they? No. Doctor Who, everyone, <laughs> you know, has the potential to come back at, at some point. So Exactly. Yeah. Poor Aurora. He died about 20 times, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Jenna Coleman, she's, they're, they're booting her out. Yeah. So, so. this is, yeah. It's been confirmed. All, you know, I mean, I think it, two years ago they were saying she was going to leave, and it's yeah, it's finally been confirmed. So yeah, bye bye, Clara. Yeah, and just lastly, just some breaking news: um, the company that make the Doctor Who figures at the moment, character. Oh yeah. They've just announced that they're bringing out um, two collectible Missy figures. Oh yeah. Um, which you can grab. Um, we'll, I'll stick a link to that so you can take a look. There's two variants. There's one in her all black um, uh, get up, and there's one in like the mauvey, purpley uh, kind of color with the hat and so on. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I saw there was going to be an announcement today. Um, yeah. yeah. The packaging looks nice as well. Do you get, because you, you don't really, you get the odd figure, don't you? I know you've got a Dalek and stuff. Is that the sort of thing you might pick up? Are you um, interested in a Missy figure? Uh, maybe. I'm not really into the figures, no. like, like the action figures. I'm more into like the more mm, kind of collectible vinyl stuff and yeah. and that, not so much the, the action type figures. Um, but they do look cool though. I really like the packaging as well, so. So I'll definitely be getting them. <laughs> I, I love the figures. I just got the two. They've done two versions of Capaldi so far, and I, I've just got both of them. And I know what you mean about the packaging. It, it's very sort of simple but classic design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks really good. So I'll, I'll probably be picking up a, a Missy variant. Yeah. Yeah. That will wrap for news. Mm. Um, I think it's time, mate. Yes, it's been yeah, it's been a long time coming. I'm ready for it. So what are we doing this week, Adam? Well, surprise, surprise, it's The Magician's Apprentice. You came then. Clearly. Did you suspect a trap? I still do. Then why are you here? Did you miss our conversations? If you had created a virus in your laboratory, something contagious and Unimaginable power! Unlimited vice Everything we saw, everything we Yes, 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 okay, you've made your point. Have I? If someone who knew the future pointed out a child to you and told you that that child would grow up totally evil, to be a ruthless dictator who would destroy millions of lives, could you then kill that child? I get the point. Do you know why you came, Doctor? You have a sense of duty, of guilt, perhaps, and certainly of shame. You flatter me. Ah, pity. I intended to accuse. Ooh. Ooh. It was tense stuff. Tingle down the spine. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. So we are at uh, series nine, the opener, The Magician's Apprentice, or as I said last week, The Witch's Apprentice. <laughs> which is yeah whatever well that, do you realize actually i just got to say the bbc actually mistakenly called the witch's familiar the witch's apprentice yesterday they put up a, a new clip and they, they got the name wrong so then maybe they were listening to the podcast probably they actually said here's a clip from the witch's apprentice <laughs> they probably were yeah <laughs> uh right buddy um wow where do we start with this one so ah uh, uh story wise we are plonked into um uh, Davros's timeline as a as a child. Yeah, mm, mm, yeah. That's how it starts. That's the start. He's it's in the, there's like a um, there's a, a war going on, and for some reason he's running around the battleground by himself. Yeah. I, I've I've no idea why a boy would be legging around the middle of a, a battlefield. I'm not quite sure. Um, his parents have just yeah I don't know, perhaps they've just been evaded. It's it's quite an epic. Yeah. opening isn't it yeah yeah so i mean i mean that's probably the biggest that was probably the biggest thing that was spoiled i guess before this episode went live was the whole davros thing it was for well the, the kid davros yeah. yeah yeah so we pick up um the middle of a battle and davros is there and this soldier you know attempts to save him um but he gets uh trapped um by these uh hands that are coming out the ground Hands with eyes. Yeah. So that guy originally uh, initially gets um, uh, captured by a hand mine, which is which looked very cool to me. They did. Yeah. Um, and then Davros gets surrounded by these hands with eyes. The doctor turns up in a in an attempt to save um, said child, um, but upon finding out his name, Scarpers. Yeah. <laughs> basically, um, we then pick up later on. Um, in our current timeline, where um, the doctor's nowhere to be found, everything seems to be quite quiet by the set, but I've got that vibe, that for the past however many weeks or months, wherever we pick the story up, um, the universe has been quiet. Mm. Um, and, but that all kind of comes to a crashing halt when Missy turns up, um, initially by stopping all the aircraft in the world, um, and essentially an advert, for a unit to come and find her, which Clara is now working for, I gather. It seems like it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they find Missy. She has some news that the Doctor is about to die because um, he sent her his... Um, confession dial, was it? His confession yeah. dial, yeah, which is like his last will and testament, I guess. Um, so then they have to try and track the Doctor down, which they do quite easily, which I'll come on to in a little while. Um, they find their doctor. He's having a good old time, a good old party. Um, while this is all going on, the old Davros um, is on his last legs, and he's um, he wants to have like his final revenge on the doctor. So he sends off um, this uh, snake-looking guy, Colony Sarv, yeah, uh, to retrieve the doctor, um, which he eventually does. The doctor and Davros um, have a have a, a confrontation of sorts. Um, the uh, Clara and Missy um, have also been dragged into this because they don't want to leave him by himself because they know that he's going to his death essentially. So they accompany him in an attempt to to, to stop that. Um, they ultimately get killed, quote unquote, exterminated. Yeah, exterminated, and leaves the Doctor in a rather precarious situation. The TARDIS gets blown up as well. TARDIS gets destroyed by the Daleks. Um, oh yes, that's the other thing. The planet that uh, Colony Sarv brings the Doctor. 
and Clara and Missy too is actually Scaro, yeah, which they don't realise at first because it's been cloaked. Um, and there's loads of Daleks, like loads of different types of Daleks as well. Ooh, from, classics and new, isn't it? Some yeah. real old, yeah. And because obviously this is now a two-parter for this series, um, we're left on a, a really cool cliffhanger where Clara's just been killed. Like you say, the TARDIS has been destroyed. Davros is actually master, master, masterminding the whole thing. Um, and that's where, where we're left. Yeah, it's kind of, it ends with the Doctor coming back to the boy on the planet, doesn't he, with a gun and saying, I'm going to save my friends the only way I know how. Yeah. Exterminate and then into the credits. Yes. Um, which, yeah, I thought was just a, a brilliant cliffhanger. Yes. Um, I must just quickly touch before we get into saying about the episode. You know the confession dial? Mm-hmm. And which will only open when the doctor dies or something. Is this going to be a running? Is this going to be the arc? Do you think this whole thing about? Or do you think it's just a was you know won't get mentioned again? Um, it could be. It, mm. This confession, the doctor's confession. I just wonder if this is going to be this year's arc. Yeah, it very well could be. Yeah, mm. yeah. I like the confession dial. I must pick one up. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate. Well, it's yeah. What did you think of this episode then? Right. Lot, so, lot, to, lot to talk about. Yeah. So, um, I mean, generally speaking, I, I loved it. Yeah. Generally speaking, I, I thought it was a, a very impressive season opener. I thought it was a solid um, story. Um, and I really liked, there was a couple of really good, well, there was a few moments in this episode where I had that um, kind of hands over my mouth, wide eyed. Yeah. Um, kind of thing, um, which hasn't really happened in Who for a little while, I'll be honest. Mm. Um, but this one did uh, did have a few shock factors, which was really cool. There's a few things that I wasn't too enamoured um, for. There was um, a couple of character points which I wasn't overjoyed with. There was a couple of little bits, but it wasn't perfect. However, it didn't really detract too much, and I overall I thought it was really good. What did you think? Yeah, I I have to say I was when the credits started rolling. I was just, I just loved it. I absolutely loved. I haven't enjoyed an episode dot two as much as this for quite some time. I really really enjoyed it. That's not to say there aren't a few niggles. We'll we'll talk through it. There's a couple of bits that I thought fell a bit flat and uh, weren't perfect. But overall, I thought the episode was great. Um, like you said, a, quite a few jaw on the floor moments. I do wish the child davros had been kept a secret because i knew that um that room has been floating around almost since they started production it's such a shame because that would have been if i hadn't known that and that kid had said i'm Davros, i would have literally been like no but as soon as i saw the kid i knew you know as soon as he sort of said what's the name of the boy that's not going to die today and he, i just knew and it was it's yeah. a shame because it it was still a great moment and i thought that the beginning was really epic i loved it you know just flying across the landscape lasers war going on the the visuals with the hand with the eyes coming up and grabbing the guy's leg and pulling him in under the floor and I just thought it was a really great opening and um, yeah I just wish I hadn't known that the kid was Davros it's such a shame these things get leaked but it was it was made up for the fact that we actually got to see the real Davros uh, only a few minutes later I mean I was I was shocked by that I, I didn't think we'd be seeing Julian Bleach back as Davros um, so. When we saw him, well, it was the voice, didn't we? We heard it. Mm-hmm. That shocked me. I was absolutely not screaming at the screen, but I wasn't <laughs> far off. I was like, what, really? Oh, I was really buzzing. when Because Dav- I love Davros. I love the character. Um, I think Julian 
Leach is excellent Stavros as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was I loved that. Um, in fact, we got loads to scream about in, in the first sort of ten minutes. We got Davros, we got Khan, the Doctor hiding on Khan, which yep. was was excellent. Great to see. Um, I don't know the actress's name, but the 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 woman, very strong character, the Khan lady. <laughs> oh it? yes, yeah, the sister. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, what was her name? I, I won't say Mara, but that's not it. But um, yeah, she was obviously in the the night of the Doctor, wasn't she as well? And great to see her coming back and and just making a small cameo and and telling old Snake Face to to do one, to do one, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I I loved it. The whole there was, and then we got the cantina scene with all the old aliens in, like the half and Sycorax and who else did we spot? Ood, Ood. yeah. Um, you know there was Jadoon. just yep. J- so yeah, all that yeah. Shadow Proclamation. There was so much going on in the first ten minutes, but. Stephen Moffat does that a lot, but it doesn't always work. For me, this really worked in terms of like there was so much going on. It, it could have been a complete mess, but I was just enthralled by it. Um, like the first sort of, sort of 10 minutes, I was just absolutely enthralled by it. Yeah. Uh, um, and then we sort of, like you said, we cut to modern day Earth and Clara's back in the classroom. And I, at that point, I did worry. I thought, oh, no, it's not going to go downhill, is it? Um, but <laughs> actually, it, it didn't, apart from some stuff we'll touch on later. But yeah, it actually didn't. And you know, I liked. I kind of liked the idea of Clara seeing all the planes stopping and looking at the window and and all that. I thought that was quite good. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we'll get into some more detail. But overall, um, apart from a few little niggles here and there, I, I really enjoyed this episode. I've watched it over and over again, and it's. I can't remember the last time there was an episode that I've wanted to watch over and over again. I really can't. Uh, I think the eleventh hour was the last one where I just literally wanted to watch it um, as soon as it finished. I mean, even Deep Breath, yeah, I enjoyed it. I wasn't bothered about watching it straight after or even a week later. Do you know what I mean? This one, I really, I just, well, A, I couldn't wait to see part two, and B, I just couldn't wait to watch it again. You know, and that that hasn't happened for a long time. I, I was absolutely buzzing after this episode. Yeah, I read you. Same for yeah. me. It hasn't happened in a while. Um, so the open, yeah. So it does, it does bombard you with a lot of stuff within mm. the first ten minutes. Oh, I yeah, guess. And we've got unit in there as well. I mean, there's all sorts going on in that that beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What? Well, let's start with let's start with um, Clara and Missy. Mm. Oh Cause, yeah. Because those guys kind of kick off the the modern day timeline story mm. part of this episode i guess where yeah. it starts with clara noticing that the plane has frozen in the sky mm. which is kind of cool i like that concept yeah because she said something about all the fuel didn't she and i thought oh yeah that's mm. yeah that's so good. it's quite cool as well that she gets all of the kids in the classroom to get their phones out which is yeah. i thought was funny because teachers are normally confiscating phones yeah. and telling kids to put them away but she's immediately like everyone get your phones out twitter news whatever so i thought that was really cool um and then she's off to unit. So, as I mentioned, and going through the story, I'm assuming now that Clara works for unit. It, it certainly looks like it. Yeah, because yeah. she, the the headmaster or another teacher comes in, says there's a phone call for you, and she thinks, and immediately she's like, she her kind of teacher hat comes off, and her she goes straight off to unit. Yeah, but it's a unit. But yeah, exactly. Straight on the bike over to. Um the Tower of London or whatever it is, yeah. 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 So that, you know, that part of it is quite cool. And then here, here's, a, here's a couple of things with the whole unit scene. What did you think to uh, the whole unit thing? So Clara arrives at this kind of makeshift. Is it the Tower of London she goes to, actually? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Tower of London. And then she kind of It'll- works out what's going on with 
um, Kate Stewart. And this other unit character, which I haven't seen before. Has she been in it before? No, but she looks familiar. That was really bugging me. Um, yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, I've definitely seen her before, but I don't think she has. Or maybe she's just been in the background. I don't know. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, so that whole thing, I'm not really... I wasn't really that into that bit, really. Right. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like the bit with Mrs. Head coming out the screen. Um, I didn't mind that, personally, but I know a few people didn't like that bit. Yeah, it was okay. A bit cartoony. Mm. It was all right, though. It was a bit Roger Rabbit. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Um, but I thought that whole thing was cool. I mean, I'm not really sure how I feel about Clara being part of Unit at the moment. I think that's a little bit... Um, uh, I'm not sure. It, it feels a little bit... Far-fetched? Um, it, well, it doesn't seem to fit with Clara's character that we've seen so far. Mm. That's That's yeah. the only thing. It doesn't feel like she would naturally go and work for unit because if you think of everything that happened to her in series eight um it doesn't feel like she would get into that whole thing unless it was with the doctor yeah you know yeah yeah um, i see what you mean so mm. because of losing danny and all that stuff you'd have thought that she just want a semi-normal life at the moment and the only person that could really you know get her back into the whole adventure and you know travel through time and space would be the doctor that's just my feeling on it. But yeah, so the whole unit thing and Clara, I'm not really too sure on that bit, but I did like the concept of, you know, all hands on deck, you know, trying to figure out where this was coming from. And when they finally find um, where Missy is and stuff like that, that scene with Missy was just brilliant. Yeah, I did you loved like that? it. Yes, I did. Yeah, I absolutely, I, I'll tell you what I loved about it is that A, Missy um was just great at delivering the humor but the sort of very dark humor she did it brilliantly um and b clara i love the fact that clara was just so sort of no nonsense but calm she wasn't cocky like because she, sometimes she's written very sort of bratty and stuff but she just was like you know like when missy says how's the boyfriend class like yeah still dead what do you want i i yes. loved i yeah. loved the way the two of them uh sort of bounced off each other um uh, yeah, I really, really love that scene. I thought it was great. So some good bits in it, uh, some good humour in it. I mean, uh, as well, um, but very dark. You know, I, I love Missy in that in that bit. She because I was worried about Missy. I, I liked her in Dark Water uh, a lot, but in Death in Heaven, they turned the zaniness up to eleven a bit too much for me. Right. And I was starting to think, oh dear, it, she 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 got a bit too much for me in Death in Heaven, and I was worried because I knew she was going to be in Series Nine you know, a lot more. Um, so I was thinking, oh, if they sort of take her down that road of being really in your face. And she is, but but she didn't annoy me in this episode. I, I don't know. There was something there was something more assured about her performance that I really, really enjoyed Missy in it. And particularly in that scene with Clara, I think they actually make quite a good double act. Yes, they do. Yeah. yeah. I really I really liked Missy in this one. Mm. In series eight, I wasn't I wasn't really into her as much as I thought I would be. Yeah. Because I remember when I first, the first episode that she popped up in, um, I think it was at the end of, I think it was the end of Deep Breath actually, where the 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 character with like, he was like an android or something, he had like half metal, he had like a steampunk kind of design, half in mechanical half face. face. Yeah. And he ended up in Mrs. Large Sphere, it turned out to be, didn't it? Oh, that's right, yeah. And, you know, so... When I first saw her in that just that, that minute scene that she was in at the end of Deep Breath, I thought, yeah, this is going to be amazing. 
she's really good and i really like um michelle gomez as well she's really good mm. but for some reason in series eight i just didn't really take to her as much as i thought maybe that's the writing i'm not sure but in this one i thought she was bang on yeah she had that really good and i think what it was was we saw another side to her about the doctor the friendship side the friendship side and companionship mm. And I don't think that we've seen that. We didn't see that at all from her in series eight. It was all about just, you know, um, you know, the typical master, basically. It was just about, you know, trying, trying to kill the doctor and that was it. Mm. Whereas on this one, there was that kind of on the, on the cusp, sitting on the fence kind of thing, where you could see within conversation with Clara and Missy that there's obviously a lot of history that we still don't really know about between the doctor and the master or or missy um which kind of came to the I, I think that really hit everybody when clara assumed that if the doctor was going to send anybody mm -hmm. um the confession dial confession dial why well, can't i remember that if he was going to send anybody the confession dial she assumed it would be her Yes, I loved that bit. And that was really cool. And the fact that it was Missy or the master really opened up another little nugget of history there. Yeah. Because, I mean, she kind of said it like, you know, throughout time, you know, it, that, that they've been trying to kind of kill each other or stop each other, whatever. Um, and she relates it to, you know, texting or something like that. That's right, yeah. Um, and I think that's what I really liked about Missy, where she's got, you were kind of unsure you know, you were like, is she doing this because she wants to trap the doctor? She doesn't want anyone else to kill him because she wants to. Um, or does she genuinely care about him? You know, does she genuinely have this, you know, thing where she's, they've got so much history. They've been trying, you know, back and forth for, you know, so many, for so long. Does she genuinely care about him? Yeah. And he obviously does, you know, for him or her, because he sent her the confession diary. Um, so I really liked Missy, that that whole extra element we got to her for that. And also the humour was just brilliant. Some of her lines were just so funny. Um, yeah. yeah, it was brilliantly written. I have to say, you saying about the whole friendship thing as well, certainly helps to make me feel more like it is the master because I've had a bit of trouble accepting they're the same person, and not because of the gender, but just because of the character and, and, and just the way it was done and everything like, you know. But this this is, yeah, I'm definitely sort of starting to, to see that a bit more um and yeah i'm definitely warming towards missy i think like you said just bringing in that element of the fact that they go back so far and they are old friends and yeah. you know she sort of relates it to being well all friends argue like you know and the concept of um like you said the sort of love-hate relationship that's what we you know that's what we've got it's, it's beyond sort of human love or whatever yeah. she sort of you know dismisses it doesn't she yeah you know it's disgusting try and get your head around something bigger you know uh, yeah it was a really well written scene i thought it just gave a lot more to the character it's so funny as well yeah, yeah the only the only thing i did think and my partner pointed this out as well is they're <laughs> they're in that square surrounded by guys with guns and um she's sort of Kill, you know, when she said, uh, no, I haven't gone good. And she starts killing yeah. killing them to prove she's still an evil <laughs> maniac. The, I loved all that. But the only thing we both said, when she points to that couple walking past with the dog, we were like, <laughs> well, they wouldn't be allowed. What's going on? But it's a silly, yeah, it, it didn't matter at all. It was a brilliant scene. And yeah, I, lo I just love the way her and Clara bounce off each other. And, and just jumping forward a little bit, I, I love the fact that we never know when Miss is going to turn. 
like um, you know later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. As I say, the relationship between them is brilliant. You just they start to become almost friendly, and then Missy will do something to make you know, like she starts opening the airlock or whatever, and and you just never know with Missy when she's going to turn on you. And yeah, I just yeah. love that about the character; it's so unpredictable, and it gives you know gives gives it a real edge because you love her and her and Clara sort of almost start getting on later on don't they mm-hmm. but then she'll do something that's just like puts Clara in danger I just, that's what I love about it I just thought it was yeah really really good yeah and that's what I meant by kind of on the fence mm. where it's like you, you you're warming to her for a, for a certain amount of time and then like you say she'll do something and you'll think whoa whoa whoa, whoa no no you know so that I mean we saw that I mean there was three key scenes really well, and with those two, it was in the square. Um, was it in Italy somewhere or Spain or something like that? Yeah, I was trying to work out where it was. Yeah, it looked quite Spanish, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we got that whole scene where Clara first confronts her and they go through why she's there mm. and so on. Then we have the whole thing where they turn up where the Doctor actually is, um, which is in Essex, <laughs> funnily yeah. enough. Um, in uh, I think it's... Is it? Is it hundreds of years ago? Did you have a problem? Did you have an issue with the way they did that? Like you know, they they sort of traced the doctor at unit and found the place where he was. Yes, I'll having come the on most. To that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so and then that scene was quite cool as well when they're um, when they're looking down on the doctor when he makes his grand entrance, which we'll come on to. Mm. They're kind of okay together there as well, and also when the doctor gets confronted and you know they're they're kind of. You know, they're kind of united in wanting to back the doctor up. Yeah. You know, they're not going to let him go anywhere by himself. And then the scenes towards the end when they're on Scarrow, when they're supposedly locked up in space, and it turns out that, you know, they step out into space after she's opened the airlock and stuff like that. Gravity. That's all cool. And then when they get confronted by the Daleks as well, they still are to an extent. But then Missy, like you say, she just turns, doesn't she? Yeah. Towards the you end. Just- you just can't trust her. No. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that because she's obviously, she's obviously so much fun to be around, mm-hmm. but she, you just can't, you never know when she's going to stab you in the back. Yeah. Yeah. I love the bit with the airlock um, where she's like, come on, Clara, let's go. Let's go out, to, you know, with a bang. She's like going to, Clara thinks they're going to get sucked into the void. And <laughs> that whole bit was just so brilliantly done. And, you know, and then they walk out and obviously it reveals to be Scarrow. And uh, I think they must have cut a scene, actually. I didn't notice it, but my other half did, that Clara's got her hand still tied when she walks out. And then in the next shot, she starts around her arms in the air. So they must have cut a bit where Missy releases her. All right. Uh, yeah. And then obviously, it, yeah, Scarrow's revealed. And it looks good. I love the fact they've kept the classic classic design yeah, yeah. sort of to do it. It looks really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, I even like the – I love the Dalek coming up behind the rock as well. So um, even though there is a fan version that's uh, they've actually done it ten times better as usual. <laughs> um, I actually I love the fact that we got a classic Dalek coming out of them. You know, yeah, really that, cool. Yeah, that was one of the um, shock moments for me mm. when um, when Missy and Clara are out in space and then the the ground starts to appear and then some buildings in the distance start to appear and then the planet reveals itself slowly and Missy immediately knows where they are. Um, why doesn't Clara know though? Because Clara's been through the Doctor's timeline. Why is she? Why does she not know Scarrow? Or is it because it's a diff? It's not that, not that Clara. I've got a bit confused with that whole thing. That's because it's not. It's not the. It's not time stream Clara. No, no, it's not. Is yeah. it? No, because I was thinking she should know Scarrow, yeah. shouldn't she? Yeah. Okay. I get a bit. I still get muddled with that whole thing. Yeah, um, but yeah. Effectively, <laughs> she's that. That was a different Clara. 
Okay. Essentially, but you know that whole thing where Scaro and the music as well, Murray Gold, oh, his yes. music was brilliant. And then as that whole thing reveals, and you know that you're on Scaro, that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, beep. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was one of those yeah. like, whoa. So that was very cool. And that, so that that was there was quite a lot really with Clis, with um, Clara and Missy. That was very cool. Um, so let's go back to that doctor thing then, because that's sort of near where we were sort of talking about the finding the doctor and he's in uh, Essex and all that. Yes. Did that, I mean, I don't, uh, it, it's a bit silly, but I kind of see it that it's just moving the story forward. So I don't really have a big issue with it, but yeah, I was a bit unsure about that. Yeah. I wasn't really, a f like I said earlier, I wasn't really a fan of the whole unit thing mm. and how Clara turns up and, um, and I, they didn't really use um, Kate. Uh, Kate Stewart very well. No, she's either. a bit cardboard, wasn't she? She didn't really. Yeah. She wasn't really giving it anything. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, she was normally pretty good. Um, so they they kind of underused her a little bit. Um, but the whole unit thing, I just thought it was a bit wishy washy. It was a bit. Um, you know, it was kind of back and forth. It was like, right, we need to find out what's going on. Yeah, Somebody, I think it's just uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to find out what's going on. And then somebody from Unit. I'm, I have to track down that character name. Was it? Was it? What's her name? Jack. Jack. Jackie. Jack. I don't know. I I wouldn't know if you said it. To be honest. Okay. Um. um yeah. So. Some. Yeah. So Clara says we need to track down the. Do we need to find out what's going on. Somebody from Unit just taps away on a keyboard mm. for ten <laughs> seconds. Oh, this is what's happening. Okay. We need to track down the Doctor. Some more tapping on a keyboard somewhere. Yep, this is what's happening. And then Missy kind of gets in contact and they do all that stuff. And then Clara does it as well. She's like, right, let's change the algorithm to this. Mm. Somebody does some tapping. Oh, there he is. It's like if he's that easy to find. I mean, they yeah, you know, they, yeah. they normally struggle to find the doctor. Don't they? They've even got his own private phone line that he never uses stuff. But if it's that easy, yeah. I know, I, I, I agree. It was a bit wishy-washy. But I, I just see it as a plot device to, to move the story along really but yeah I, yeah I agree with you a bit on that i have to say this does bring us to the point where this is one of my few niggles with the episode this this is kind of where the episode gets brought down just slightly for me when, okay. when we when we get to essex and the doctor arrives uh, makes his grand entrance on the tank with the guitar um now i think this was i think when this was on the script you know you can imagine Stephen moffat visualizing this I can see how he imagined this to be, and I don't know if it's down to the direction or the editing or what, but I don't have a problem with the Doctor arriving on the tank. I don't have a problem with the Doctor playing the guitar. I actually thought it was quite a funny, nice scene. Um, you know, because the Doctor thinks he's going to die. He's just... Because a lot of people have been saying he's out of character and blah, blah. I think that's the whole point. The Doctor's just having a... throwing himself a, you know, a party. He's not acting like he normally would, so I don't have a problem with it. What I did have a problem with was the scene. It, it just went on way too long. And, and the humour in it was falling really flat. I mean, like the Doctor with the whole dude thing. And, and um, oh, yeah. I don't know, playing the... Pre it just seemed like it, it, could have, it could have been a great entrance for the Doctor. Because obviously he's been hiding up until this point. So the Doctor's back on screen. Yeah, great. And I, I found the guitar a bit funny. But it was, there was too much of it. Like it just it needed editing down. For yes. me. I was just yeah. kind of thinking, like even when he's playing uh, Pretty Woman and stuff. I love the fact Missy does that strange head shake when she walks in. Just brilliant. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it just it, it, that whole scene for me just went on too long, and the humour 
wasn't funny. It, it didn't. It dragged the episode down. It slowed it down. I wanted it to just because you knew that he was going to go off to Scott. I just wanted it to get on with it rather than him doing all the um, jokes and the thing about I ordered this online. I thought it was a fish tank and it didn't. I didn't find it funny. He's yeah. like, oh, this is going to kill it in a hundred years. It's like oh, that. That just that brought the episode down a bit for me. I just wanted him to get on with the story. Um, yes. Yeah, I've got that written down as well. Yeah. Yep. So that whole scene, I I did like it. I thought it was quite cool, but I totally agree with you. I think it went on for, for just too long. It did, yeah. And I th- and I think that that was the that was one of the problems that um, I had with Deep Breath as well, mm. where when we first found the Doctor, when he was regurgitated, you know, by the dinosaur or the oh, TARDIS yeah. was whatever, um, and the Doctor's really disorientated. It took flipping ages for him to kind of finally get himself, you know, to the point where he remembers who he is. He knows what Mm. he needs to do and stuff. It was like literally most of that episode. And the same thing happened here where, you know, we know know who the Doctor is. You know, we know what's happening in the storyline up to this point. Let's just get on with it. Yeah. Um, And I think that's Moffat. And I think that's one of his downfalls is that he likes to cling on to those moments for a bit too long. Yeah. Um, and I get the whole thing about Capaldi being such a great doctor, and he is a great doctor. And, um, you know, we want to see as much character stuff as we can out of him. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, it, what would have been cool would be when he arrives on the tank and plays a little bit of guitar, um, they could have cut straight away to Missy and Clara running out to him. Yeah. And then Colony Sarf turning up and stuff. So, um, you're right. You're absolutely right. They could have edited that that whole scene down, because like and the humour as well. It was it was okay, but the problem what we've got is because Missy was so funny mm-hmm. in the previous scenes to that, these scenes pale in comparison because a- absolutely because he's yeah. not because it's not meant to be Missy is meant to be comedy and humour for the large part, you know. Whereas mm. the Doctor isn't. He's meant to. I think he's meant to come across as quite funny to an extent, but when you compare it to the scenes we've just had with Missy where she's really funny, it's just, it, it doesn't, it can't compete. Yeah. I you think know? you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. But the other, there's other, there's a couple of other things, strange things going on in that, that scene as well, because obviously Cardinal Saf, I can't say his name. He's obviously trying to find the doctor and go to great lengths to find him. And, and, uh, and then there's a guy that turns into has the funny Dalek eye in his head, who's yeah. already there. So what's going? So if the Daleks already know he's there, what's going on with that guy? I didn't get that. He reveals the TARDIS. The TARDIS is located, or has he come with Colonel Saf? Or um, no, that's um, that, what's going on there. That guy. We're going to see more of him. Oh right, okay. I think anyway. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen it. There was a video that went out. Um, a couple uh, a week ago, oh, no, it popped up on YouTube again, and it was called the Doctor's Meditation. Oh yes, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yep. um, and he's in that, isn't he? Yeah. So he's kind of, I think he's kind of befriended the Doctor, and I think I'm not sure if that's going to pop up later on in the series. That that's a bit of a plot uh... thing with the Daleks that maybe he's been, maybe he's been planted there on purpose. Right. Okay. Or but the other... something, but. The other thing is, though, I don't know if you notice this, and again, it's because I watched watched the episode a few times. When we're seeing him, um, he sort of opens a trunk and then pulls the curtain back to Tardis. 
that's shot as if someone's watching him from around a corner. So it's shot from someone's point of view. And I, I don't okay. know why, because I'm thinking, well, who's watching him? I, it doesn't go back to it. Whether, I don't know whether it will in, I, you know, later on. Uh, like you said, I don't know if that's going to be something that's explained later. But if, if you watch this episode again, it's just, it may just be the way it's shot. But it's, it's sort of shot from a, a, a point of view. It's as if someone's watching him because it keeps the camera keeps sort of almost hiding behind the wall. Right, I read you. Yeah. So I just find that whole bit a bit strange. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they are going to investigate that a bit more. Yeah. Coming up, yeah. I'm not sure, but I don't think that's the last we've seen of that character. I think his name's Bors. Right. Yeah. B o r s Bors. Yeah. Um. So I think, yeah, I, but I'm not sure why he's a, a Dalek at this point. Mm. I don't think we know. So it must be. Well, I say it must be. This is, you know, Stephen Moffat we're talking about. So I'm, I'm guessing that it's likely to be answered in a future episode. I hope so, yeah, because I, I did find it a bit odd. Yeah. Um, mm. But the chemistry between him and the Doctor was quite cool. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty good. Um, they have, they've got like an old mates kind of thing going on, which is quite good. Yeah. I got to say, I mean, it's an okay scene. Like, it just needed to be, to be tightened up. And thankfully, once we get out of that the episode really picks up again i think we've got some like you said a lot more sort of gasp moments um yeah. after this because obviously the doctor then gets taken to to scaro um actually i was, was gonna say how, how do you say it because colonel Sarf. colony Sarf. colony Sarf. um yeah. i do like the effect when his face twisted and he turned into the snake there's a nice because i mean he's a gruesome looking chap and he looks kind of like he's been run over and got tired marks across his face <laughs> but that was quite a nice um effect i didn't see it coming either you know, when, no. when he's when they yeah. all started turning and then there were snakes. I thought, oh, that's, that's quite interesting. I don't know why he turns into a big snake, though. <laughs> but but I like I like the way they did it, that his face turned into it. Um, yeah, it's cool. And I was going to mention him before we got on to the scenes about Davros. But um, mm. he's the way that they did him moving as well. You know, he's got that kind of... Is that roller skates? Um, I don't know. I think it might have been this <laughs> cool kind of... Um, it is cool. Uh, like one of these new kind of roller hoverboard type things. Uh, yeah. Um, which look quite cool. Um, um, but yeah, it's, um, I thought he was quite a, quite a cool character. He was quite menacing because he got like, he's got this whispery kind of voice, hasn't he? Mm. Um, and the whole giant snake thing. But um, yeah, I thought, I thought he was quite cool. I'm not sure what purpose he's going to serve from here on in. Cause he just looks, he looks like he's just, um, I don't know, just like Davros is, sort of servant at the moment yeah so i like the like the look of him i like the design of him um yeah he did like you said he wasn't given a great deal to do other than say where is the doctor and davros remembers uh, <laughs> you know and all that but i do do like the look yeah i like the sort of design of him and, and what he sort of is if you like turns into yeah yeah he's quite cool i want to see a bit more of him would be yeah. cool i thought the scene near the beginning like the whole Star Wars cantina band type thing. Mm. I thought he was quite good in that where everyone just shuts up when he starts talking. He's, he's obviously got a reputation about him. Yes, yeah. Or maybe not him specifically, but his his race of, of whatever he is, snake people, that, you know, he, they've obviously got a, um, you know, a reputation because as soon as he wanders in, everyone, you know, goes silent and nobody wants to talk. Yeah, so everywhere the heads are down, aren't they? So, oh, look yeah. out. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah, I didn't realise that was Dorian's bar either. Someone pointed out to me. I must have just missed that on a first watch. You know, remember Blue Dorian? Dorian. Big Blue, big blue Dorian. Oh, him, yeah, yeah. yeah. Head in the box, upside down. Yeah. yeah, someone pointed out that that's his bar, which just went over my head at the time. I think I was just too busy thinking, oh, there's a half, there's a, half, there's a ood. So, yeah, I kind of missed that. But, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I like I like uh, I like the character. So I think we should see a bit more of him. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he should be given a bit more to do. I think is what what I mean. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's quite menacing. So yeah. So then we get to Scaro itself, don't we? Well, we find out it's Scaro. Yeah. Um, once uh, once Missy reveals it. See, I kind of like that. So I like the fact that the Doctor and Missy are on. Um, they got the same. They're thinking along the same lines. Like the Doctor says to her, "Gravity," and she's like, "I know." As yeah. if I like, I've already figured it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like the fact that I mean, Clara hasn't got a clue what's what's going on. Um, but yeah, I liked all that, and obviously, you know, getting to see Capaldi's Doctor face to face with the actual Davros, you know, mm-hmm. not Kid Davros. All this speculation about what was going to happen, you know, with this kid and stuff. But no, the actual Davros, um, just great. I just I loved it, and I I the whole time I was watching it, I was on edge the first time, thinking, please don't mess this up. <laughs> like have a have a decent have a decent scene between the two because this obviously ties in a bit with um, Genesis of the Daleks and one of the best scenes for me and that is that bit where the Doctor's just sat talking with Davros and you can see they're equally intelligent and I like that and I I was hoping we'd get a bit of that in this episode and we did. There's a bit of humour thrown in which again, it kind of works but I was like, no, no, just, you know, Davros is intelligent, you're, a, you're an intelligent Doctor, just you know, make this a good scene between mm-hmm. the two of them. And I think they did. They did. It, it, perhaps that wasn't quite how I envisaged it, but it was still really great. Um, I just loved seeing Capaldi's Doctor with Davros and, you know, just obviously seeing the old clips played in as well was, was brilliant. Yes, very, very cool. Um, and one of the things that, I, again, that was like the, that was the other shock moment for me, mm. was seeing, like, like you say, the proper Davros. Um, but the thing that made it really, really cool was the room that he's in had all these like hanging cables and, and pipes and stuff. Um, and as the camera kind of move round, you don't see him properly. Um, all you see is like, you know, he's kind of obscured a little bit by all these cables and stuff. Yeah. And it was so well done. That whole scene was, oh, it was so good. And, um, Julian Bleach just played that like a hundred percent spot on because you know in like a lot of previous stories davros can be quite um can be quite this is kind of weird to say because even though like he's only got one functional arm Mm. and he's and he's you know inside like the lower half of a dalek tank um he still can be quite um animated yeah. In his performance and stuff. Whereas this one was completely the opposite, where he's just resting his head on his hand the whole time. And he doesn't even look up at the doctor, does he? He's just no. he's, he's kind of facing down at the floor and he's got this really laboured, you know, way about him and it was just so creepy. And I love the way that it that's probably one of the best things about the episode for me was that initial conversation when we first see Davros. And then the whole thing about where Davros plays in the previous clips. Yeah. Um, and then especially the bit with um, with Tom Baker's Doctor, you know, with from Genesis. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. that was just, it, it was the way that, Mo- actually to give Moffat his, you know, some credit there, the way that he's linked to those, those you know, classic Who scenes into the story is, pr- is pretty well done. Yeah, it I is, loved it. You know, it's very well, very well done. And I think that was the key moment as well, where we've seen somebody like um, uh, David Tennis Doctor and Colin Baker. We, we saw those little clips and one of your favourites, the um, uh, Sylvester Unlimited McCoy. Rice Pudding. Un- I unlimited just, Rice oh. Pudding. 
I just, I love that line. I was so pleased that was in there. <laughs> That's one of your faves. <laughs> I do love it. So that, those were cool. But then it was the Tom Baker scene, really. You know, and his actual line about, you know, if you were, it, it was something like, if you were to come in contact with a child who you knew would grow up and, you know, slaughter millions of people sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It was so key and relevant to this doctor's predicament because that's what he did. Yeah, Essentially, exactly. you know, he's, you know, that quote from, from the, the Tom Baker's doctor is exactly why the doctor is here now. Mm. And I love that, that, just that whole thing. That would have been enough for me. You know, if this episode was just 15 minutes long and it was just that, I would have been blown away. It'd be, it'd be awesome. But um, so what did, did you we, think to, to, to Julian Bleach's performance and as Davros? Superb. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Like you said, a very, very underplayed, um, subtle performance. Yeah, he's just playing it. You know, obviously Davros is dying. Um, like you said, he's kind of like, almost like you sort of feel sorry for him. He just slumped in his chair, ha- you know, head on his arm, could barely lift his head up and... Yeah, lovely. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And I, it. Sorry, go on. No, no, I was trying to say, I was going to say something about the, um, about the kid, but I've forgotten what it was. Um, <laughs> While you're thinking of that, I, was, I just wanted to say that, um, like I mentioned, where sometimes Davros can be really animated. Mm. Like, um, if we think back to um, uh, the end of time, um, I, I might have got that wrong. Um, the David Tennant um, finale. Oh, yes. Yeah. Journey's End. Journey's End. Sorry. Yeah. Um, where Davros is absolutely screaming and shouting at him. <laughs> I name you. Yeah. yeah. You know, all that stuff. Um, yeah. I found I found him more menacing and more um, more of a threat in his performance in this one, mm. where he's obviously got this big plan together, how he's going to, you, know, you know, enact his revenge on the Doctor. But, you know, this point where he's, you know, where he's, He's saying to the Doctor, like, you know, I remember, you know, all that kind of stuff. But he's got the Doctor's Sonic, isn't he, as well? He gets the, gets the yeah. sort of burnt-out old Sonic out. Yep. And um, the bit where the he, he uh, the Doctor thinks that the Daleks are about to kill Missy and Clara. Mm. Um, Davros is still just there speaking very quietly. He doesn't get... Um, he doesn't get worked up. He doesn't get emotional about anything. He's just cold. Yeah, well, you he know, says, doesn't he? I don't, I don't control them. He's yeah. like, they're my kids. Do you can't control your children? Yeah. I love that. So it's like Davros has accepted his sort of just, you know, getting old. He's just like, I, you know, I don't tell them what to do. They don't listen to me. And it was like, oh wow, you know, hearing Davros say this is just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's chilling. And I think what I remember what I was going to say it was the Doctor makes a, a remark earlier, doesn't he? You saying about, you know, him meeting him as a kid. And that the Doctor actually says, well, who created Davros? You know, and that yes. kind of ties in with it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the bit where you're saying about where they're going to exterminate Clara and Missy is quite important because one of the criticisms about Dalek stories of the new series is that they're not scary anymore, that they just kind of trot them out and, yeah, oh, look, it's the Daleks. And again, this comes back to the way they did it. It was so subtle. Like when Clara's just looking, thinking, should I run? And they're almost like a pack of wolves just slightly moving right. and then she runs and they go for it don't they and they have managed to make the Daleks scary again by in a very subtle way by just you know reining it back in a bit and just making them just pure evil you know and i love that i thought yes they you know they they, they yeah. are using the Daleks in a good way again it's just the way they did it was, was brilliant because i was like yeah, I don't know. It's just the way the whole scene was brilliant. She was like, "Looking, should I? Am I going to run? Yeah, I'm going to run." Oh, and then they went for her, 
it was great. I, you know, really liked the way they did it. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. And mm. that's what's going to come on to with the, the, the Daleks and stuff. It's kind of cool that, um, I think you mentioned that Davros has just accepted his position within the Dalek mm. race because for a long time before, he's wanted to be like the, the leader of the Daleks, I guess. Yeah. That, that's how he's viewed himself as the creator. He also views himself as the leader or the uh, the commander, if you like. And um, that's never really worked out that well for him, really. <laughs> you know, um, so it's it's kind of interesting to see now that now that he knows he's about to pop it, he's kind of just accepted. Like you know, I might have created them, but I can't control them. You know, I think he says like as all children. Mm. You know, so that I found that really really cool, and. Um, but the Daleks do have a hierarchy still. Oh, yeah. You know, that whole scene where Missy and Clara are in that room with the TARDIS and there's like 50 different Daleks in there. Um, there is still the, 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 what did they? Su- Supreme, the Supreme, the Supreme Dalek, Dalek. Supreme, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was quite cool because it's not just chaos where there's just millions of, you know, variants of Daleks running around, you know, trying to, you know, outdo one another so there is still a hierarchy there which i found quite cool because there was a bit wasn't there when missy says like you know you're going to have to kill me and yes. all of them turn and face that that one supreme dalek and then literally without what was it a split second she's gone yeah, that's right yeah so i thought that was really cool and there was some really some well did you think this was just a bit of fan service having all these different daleks or did you think there was a, a point to having all like the classic ones and mm. well do you know what i i think it's a bit of fan service but actually i don't care because i just love it um because i was <laughs> this is one of the points i was going to make actually why are the you know the the classic daleks there with the modern day you know i yeah i don't know i don't know we may get an explanation in, in part two but but yeah I, I don't really care i just love seeing them all together i kind of can overlook it it but i, I probably think it, it is a bit of fan service yeah what about you does it bother you um, no, it doesn't bother no. me at all. And I really liked it. Yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah, I, I, no. I want to find. I want to know why there are many generations and different versions of Daleks there. Um, because obviously they've been, you know, you, you have to go across, you know, a huge timeline, you know, to find that particular design of Dalek. And then you have to go again and fight. So I'm interested to find out why that why they're all together. Yeah, all those different variants of Dalek. Um, which I'm hoping we'll find out. I'm liking. Next... I'm, I'd like to know why we're back on Scaro as well. Why are they all back on Scaro with Davros? Like, yes, we don't know how long they've been there. Like you said, that to have all those dialects together, yeah, you're crossing a lot of time streams, and yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd like to get a bit of an explanation. Yeah, if we don't get it, it it will be it will niggle me just like we haven't got an explanation for why. You know, we didn't get regeneration from Sim to, to you know, Missy, uh, from the Master to Missy. So it will nigger me in that sense, but it won't bother me too much. But yeah, yeah I would like to know a few more answers of yeah. what's going on there. Yeah, I did have a little like, whoa, like when we saw the very first Dalek outside mm. to come up behind them. The You know, the really old Hartnell. Yes. Blue and silver sil- one. Blue I did, and silver. Yeah, I did think like, whoa, this is... This is crazy, but I loved it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the whole Dalek thing was was very cool, and it's kind of um, it's it's kind of interesting that they've kicked off the story with the Daleks as well, because I think in a lot of I think actually every series of Doctor Who since 
2005. I don't remember a series opener with a Dalek story. Uh, well, no, there was Asylum of the Daleks. Um, that was an opener, wasn't it? Or was that so, part two or something? Asylum of the Daleks, the Matt oh, Smith Matt one? Oh, Matt Smith, yeah. Um, but that, or was that part two of series seven? Again, I can't remember now. Yeah. But, oh, no, because it had Clara in, so it must have been. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So with the exception of that, because normally with all mm. the series openers, um, it's quite... Um, they, they don't really throw them at you this early. They like to kind of build the series up a little bit and you think, well, the Daleks have got to appear at some point. Mm. Um, but this one, it was just full on. Yeah. You know, and, so, yeah. And I think that's what some of the people, you know, that were saying, oh, I'm not, oh, the, before, it, before it aired, I mean, um, some of the people were saying like, oh, no, the Daleks again. Oh, in the opener, oh, how boring. And But I think hopefully, like us, when they watched it, they were they were thinking, oh, actually, that was really good because they, they are there for a reason. I mean, it totally ties in with the whole Davros. And I just love the fact that Davros is back on Skaro with the Daleks. Just like, yeah. it's almost like he's in the little um, annex at the side of the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, you know, I love the picture that they painted that the Daleks are all doing their thing. They've got Daddy Davros in the annex out at the side. You know, it's just, I love it. I love love the, the whole way it's done. So yeah, but, I, I was a bit the same. I was thinking, oh, Daleks again, but I, I really liked what they did with it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's quite cool how they visited Scaro actually, mm. um, because we see it right at the very beginning. So when that soldier um, chases Davros down to try and help him, mm. um, you know, we didn't know at that point that that was Scaro. No, that's true. Which yeah. is very cool. So it actually plays quite a big part in the episode. And I'm I'm guessing that the those soldiers that we see, they would be Khaled's. Well, that's what I'm assuming. Um, yeah. Because that would be before, obviously, you know, it wouldn't be until Davros is, you know, much older. Way that, before. But then again, the Khaled's were a peaceful race, weren't they? I don't know. I mean, I assumed that, but I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch the Daleks. Like, it's yeah. been a while. It's been a while since it's tuned into that. But yeah, yeah, I seem to remember, aren't they, they're against fighting on I don't. But we don't know what's happened, do we? Maybe this is, like you said, this is obviously way before that because Daleks yeah. is a kid. So we don't know what's going on, do we? But mm. Mm. So it's interesting. How, yeah. How do, Talking to timelines, how does it, because this is the other thing. I mean, I, Again, I'm going to overlook this because I enjoyed it so much, but how does this tie in with the fact? So, again, this is Stephen Moffat being very timey-wimey. So the Doctor has met Davros in his 12th regeneration, but Davros is a kid. So Davros remembers, but has... So if we, what I'm saying is if we're watching Genesis of the Daleks, yep. we are assuming that Davros has met the Doctor at that point. But then again, I suppose he was a kid, so you can overlook the fact that he wouldn't really remember. I don't know. But the fact he's still got the Sonic. So are we saying that Davros has got the Sonic in in Genesis of the Daleks? That's well, the only thing. I... Well, let's let's um, let's mm. make sure we're getting this right because yeah, when the Doctor <laughs> first shows up, when Davros is trapped around those hands that are coming out of the ground, mm. he can't actually see the Doctor for a start. True. And the Doctor doesn't reveal himself as the Doctor. That's true. So yeah. Davros okay. doesn't know who. Because it's all quite misty and stuff, isn't it? Because Davros is looking around. And the Doctor says the only way he can hear him is by an, uh, an acoustic corridor, or an audible corridor, that he's, which is why he threw the sonic to him, so he can hear him. Right. So the Doctor's really far away, and it's really foggy and stuff. So uh, at that point, I don't think Davros knows it's the Doctor. The only, I think the only way that he knows later on it's the Doctor, because he's got his sonic. 
Right, yeah. And he wouldn't know about the Dr. Sonic Screwdriver until... Um, well, that Sonic, he would have... I don't know. Yeah, that particular site. Well... It, Matt Smith didn't meet Davros, did he? No. It was only Tennant from the newer Doctors, but before that it would have been um, McCoy, Tom Baker and Colin Baker, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, because we see Colin on screen, don't we? So, yeah. yeah. Um, so it is a little bit timey-wimey. It is a it little is bit. A little bit. Yeah. Mm, but, there, bit. yeah, like you say, you can write it off a little bit, I suppose, because he was so young. And the Doctor doesn't reveal himself at that point to be, I don't know. But is the Doctor going to be Sonicless now? What do you reckon? Because he's like, he seems to have abandoned the Sonic. Yeah. Because, well, he gave it to Davros, didn't he? He gave it to Davros. So does that mean he's not going to have a Sonic anymore? I think he will. Mm. I think he will have his own one. I I do believe. Yeah. I, I've, well, well, he should do. I'm, I'm guessing the, the manufacturers of the TV remotes are hoping he does. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. They're going to yeah. be out of business otherwise. Yeah. Um, but no, I think he will at some point. Yeah. I'm I hoping so. anyway. Mm. Um, wow. Okay. Before we move on to our review, um, what did you think overall to a lot of... Because a lot of comments that I've seen, um, unless there's anything else you wanted to mention about this. No, no. I think we've, we've covered it. Um, a lot of comments that I've seen about this is that it's got a very high barrier to entry for people who don't know a lot about Doctor Who and haven't watched it up to this point. And yeah. um, it was it was paying a lot of fan service, is what I've read, because they've put so much in it, mm. like with the Cantina Band thing at the beginning, and not really any story set up. Because even like the opening scene, unless you know who Davros is, you you don't really get the shock factor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what do you think to that? I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. my thoughts on it, but what? What do you well, reckon? I, yeah, I mean, I was saying about this earlier, wasn't I? That's the only thing. I know a lot of people have said that, but yeah, I kind of, I do see it. I, I agree, but I don't really care because I think, as I say, you're either Doctor Who's been on TV for ten years now. If you're not invested in it by now, um, then you know how you can't always think. Oh, I can't put that in because somebody new might be watching or whatever. It's. I think it's after 10 years, I think we can start to indulge a bit, is what I'm saying. I think it's fine to start, you know, giving the fans a bit more of what, you know, he thinks they want. And for me, this definitely gave me what I wanted. I, cool. You know, yeah. so I think after 10 years, yeah, I agree. If, if you were a casual viewer, you might sit there and think, what on earth is going on? Who's, who's that prune in the chair? You know, I can totally <laughs> see that. But, um, but I think after 10 years, I think Stephen Moffat is allowed to, to loosen the reins and give a bit of fan service, yeah. So I'm I'm totally fine with it. Cool. Okay. Um, my two thoughts on that is the first one is that if you don't know what's going on, that's more of an in you know more encouragement to go back and check out Doctor Who. Mm, good shout. Yeah. Which is which is cool. Um, and secondly, um, I totally agree. It's been on long enough now um, for people to, because it's not like they. If you look at any other program, like a real popular TV. Um, show that's been on for a number of years now um they don't do that they just pick up the story where they left off before without any explanation yeah you know stuff like that and it's up to you you know if you like the show to go back and check out you know the the origins and stuff. I, I, it's slightly different with doctor who because if you can you can probably gauge a lot of what's going on from series one in 2005 Mm. you can probably gauge a lot if you watched it from there but 
it is slightly different with Doctor Who because there's so much to go back to. Yeah. In terms of the classic stuff. However, you know, um yeah, I I think I think it's been on long enough now, like you say, that you know, they should just do it. I mean, there's loads of like the Big Bang Theory, a lot of American shows like Supernatural, mm. Sons of Anarchy, um, you know, loads of loads of programs like that. If you if you watch episode one from something like their series three or series four or something like that, you have no clue what's going on. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it shouldn't be any different for Doctor Who. No, and I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's about time we got sort of into into a bit more of the sort of history of it and stuff like this. I, I'm, yeah, I'm perfectly happy with it. Yeah. 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 Scores, my good man. Who's, th- who's going to go first? You. I think it's you this week to go first. Ah, okay. Yeah. Right, yo. I will, right, I will give this a nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> snap. Oh, snap as well. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to go 9.5 for some reason. I thought you were right on the the no. perfect, almost perfect line. No, I was absolutely, it's very rare that I finish watching an episode and, and are sort of so decisive. Normally I'm like, oh, is it? For? With this, I had, I literally wrote it straight down. I, I finished watching it, loved it. That is a 9 out of 10 for me. So only the, only the scene with the doctor in the middle that lets it down for me. Yeah. Okay. Loved it. Nine out of ten. Yeah. No hesitation. Yeah, I, I pretty much loved it as well. There was a couple of things that I wasn't too crazy about. The unit stuff, I wasn't too, you know, really into that. And I wasn't into um, uh, some of the um, Clara character stuff. I, I, you ah. know, but yeah, I, I, I mean, it was mainly, I mean, once, once we got into it, she was okay. But for the first bit, it was, I didn't really see... You know, I couldn't really see how her character would would be into things like Unit and and all it's that funny, stuff. Funny though, because talking to Clara, because I'm a bit hit and miss with Clara. It's more the way she's written. She's they're so inconsistent with her character. But um, she was in danger of getting lost in this episode, I think, because of Missy. And I think Missy really almost stole the show. Um, but thankfully, with Davros and that, the Doctor sort of still shone. But Clara was in danger of getting lost a bit. But I actually really liked her in this um, because I think I liked her and Missy together. But I like this more calmer Clara, more in control Clara. I hope we get to see a bit more of that. I liked it. But I think it might have been just because I liked her and Missy together. Okay. Um, but yeah. yeah, I thought, yeah, that's the other big plus I've got about this episode is, is I thought everybody in it was great, well, was amazing, actually. Not great. They were amazing. I thought Missy was great. I thought Clara was good. Uh, Peter Capaldi was consistently good, apart from the you know humour, but that's the writing. Uh, Julian Bleach was great as Davros. So there's really you know there's a lot of strong stuff going on in this episode for an opener. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So yeah, maybe not so much. I mean, it, for me, it was just Clara. I just didn't match up her uh, character up to this point to what she was doing now. But sort of halfway through the episode, she did. Um, yeah. She, she, she did cool. The thing is with Clara is they seem to just. They seem to just sort of give her stuff to do, which fits the story. So it's it's almost as if each week she's kind of just written toward towards the story rather than being her own character, isn't it? That's what I find. Yeah, yeah. Like she hasn't. They don't seem to have actually found her character. They just whatever story she's in, they just write her for that story rather than actually writing her character the same yeah. each week. That's what I find. But yeah, so I kind of get where you're coming from on that. Cool. Okay. Right. Um, we had some really, wow, you guys went to town this week. Oh, wow, did they? Holy moly. Um, we also asked you to send in some audio or video reviews as well, um, which uh, some of you did. So thank you very much. We got a few of those to play. Um, in fact, let's kick off with one of those. 
Yeah, let's let's hear one. Yeah, so um uh first one is from Jay Kent. Hello, Gary and Adam. It's me, Jay. How you doing? Doing well. That's good. Now, this episode was a fantastic series, like, opener. And the last time we've had an opener this big and this epic was Series 6. But we all know how that one turned out. But, you know, let's set about the, that. The better. Anyway, the episode itself was absolutely gorgeous. A strong a billion and five out of ten now I've got my notes here. Missy really felt like the master. She really came into her own with, with all the pointless killing and all the Scottishness and the let's send a goodbye selfie to your kids. It was absolutely brilliant. Even if people don't respect her as the master at this point, should at least respect her as, you know, a respectable uh, villain, you know. Uh, the design of Scaro was on point. They kept the classical look um, used in the Daleks, uh, but... With a modern twist, because obviously now they have a budget more than a few cardboard cutouts of some doors, which was brilliant. Uh, Colony, what's his name? Sarf, Sarif, so, uh, Colony Snake Man, Colony Nagini. Excellent design, and actually really creeped me out for someone who isn't like disturbed by snakes at all. And that just when he came undone, oh, brilliant, on fleek. And I don't know, but in the notes, I've just put Davros is beautiful. Now, if that's just me confessing my love for Davros, or I don't know what that is. And the only nitpicks, this shows how great it was the only nitpicks was the doctor's costume i just didn't like it as a fashion expert myself uh planes i don't really think they fly that low to cast shadows and the person at unit when says pardon my skyfire but this might be not human technology it's like your work at unit love are you actually surprised by this but if they're the only nitpicks then overall it's, it's a great episode fantastic can't wait for part two i'm on the edge of my metaphorical seat okay have a nice rest of the show nice ta-ra that's this message done Thank you very much, Jay. Thanks, Jay. I must admit, I fell about laughing a few times when I listened to your message first time around. Love um, it. And you make a very good point. In fact, you make make two very good points. The first one is the 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 woman at unit who I can't remember her blooming name. Um, he makes a very good point that that the line that she says, "Excuse my sci-fi, but this doesn't look like human technology." It's like he's completely right. It's like, well. You do realise where you work. Yes, right. That's a good point. You know, the whole point of unit, you know, is to protect the earth from alien whatever. So that was kind of obvious. So and the other one was, um, yeah, the planes. Planes don't fly that low that they cast that that exact shadow of a plane on the ground, no, do they? No, that's true. I kind of get it for visual reasons. But yeah. Um but yeah, thank you very much, Jay. That was awesome. Yeah, some good points there, but I, I must admit I hadn't really clocked either of those. But they, he makes some some very valid points, that lad. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to start reading out a few from Facebook. Okay, because um, we had a couple of posts that went out, um, and you guys just went nuts on both of them. So, um, first of all, Callum Johnston, uh, he says, "I thought it was amazing. One of Moffat's best. Uh, I love every classic reference, and the scene with the Doctor and the tank stole the whole thing for me." Uh, I love the return of Davros and all the planets like Skaro and Khan. Um, I also love the hidden Ood and return of the Shadow Proclamation. Everyone did a great job with effects and acting. He gives it a nine as well. Cool. Uh, Alex Kingdom. Uh, fantastic. Capaldi at his best. Uh, the Master is brilliant with Clara. Davros returns and Julian Beach is amazing and Julian Bleach is amazing in the role. Uh, the best thing about this episode is the Daleks and didn't even hesitate to exterminate Clara and the Master. 
this episode was very funny for a dark story with Capaldi with a guitar. Missy was really funny, but the cliffhanger was exceptional with the Doctor just saying exterminate. Uh, overall, 9.5 and unlimited rice pudding. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Loopy Land, Lou. Hello. I, I couldn't help but feel disappointed because of Moffat's convoluted nonsense. Oh, no. He's better off on Sherlock. Leave Doctor Who for someone who cares about it and the fans. Someone like Russell T. Davis who can write for women far better than Moffat ever could. Mrs. Innuendos were completely unnecessary and the pointless darting around to different locations in the beginning could have been cut out. Uh, I can only hope that Moffat got a load of this crap out of his system <laughs> and the rest of the series will be more about good stories. Two out of ten. Oh, dear. Lou. Lou. Wow. Lou's not feeling it. I forgot about the innuendo, like when Missy yeah. says the dogs do does and grabs the Daleks. <clears throat> yeah, I was a bit like, oh, that's so Moffat. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's do another audio review. This is Matt from Who Addicts. Hey, guys, it's Matt here from Who Addicts Reviews. Just want to say how much of a great job you're both doing on the podcast. Please keep it up. So, yeah, The Magician's Apprentice I actually really liked. I'm surprised with the mixed reaction it's got of quite a few fans, to be honest, because I think it was a great opener and um, it left us with a lot of questions and a great cliffhanger. So, yeah, Missy, I think, was a standout performer for me. I really enjoyed her. She was a much vast improvement on, on Series 8. She was better as an ally, and I think uh, she was much more unpredictable in this. She kept me on edge in every scene she was in, so I thought she was great, apart from a few little bits of flirty dialogue that irritate me still. Clara got lost in the story a bit, so I hope she has a bit more to do next week. 12 was awesome, as always, apart from his entrance. I did not like the on top of a tank air guitar thing. I thought it was out of character, cringy. It wasted time. It didn't go anywhere. So, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of that, as I wasn't with the whole Doctor's death, last will and testament. That didn't go anywhere either. It might next week, but it just seemed to waste time and slow down the episode. Um, seeing Davros was great. Obviously, we, we knew the kid would be Davros, but I never expected to see Julian Bleach as Davros. He was great. I cannot wait to see more of him. And the Daleks were incredible too. I loved seeing them just exterminate Missy and Clara with no hesitation. They were they were cracking. I really do hope Moffat's going to keep it up. Of course, the cliffhanger was awesome too. We know Missy and Cl uh, Clara survive. But yeah, seeing what the Doctor's going to do with Davros, I honestly don't know what he's going to do. It's, it's one hell of a cliffhanger. So yeah, it left us with a lot of unanswered questions which I hope are answered next week. But for an opener and a build-up, I thought it was it was great. Apart from a few minor niggles, I'm going to give The Magician's Apprentice 8.5 out of 10. Thank you very much, Matt. Oh, thanks, Matt. Yeah, yeah, you made some good points there. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that, yeah. Yeah, thanks for the kind words as well. Uh, right, moving on to Facebook, Joe Sweeney. Um, I watched um, for the first time last night on BBC iPlayer. Um, it was very good, but there are a few negatives. The Master Missy did annoy me a little bit, um, even though I liked her in the series finale. Uh, I didn't like the ending much um, when the Daleks shot Clara and um, the Master, even though I know for a fact they aren't dead at all, especially in the first episode of the new series. I mean, come on, Moffat. So that scene was very pointless. Uh, but on the more positive side, great to see Davros on our screens again after seven years since we last saw him on Journey's End. Uh, Capaldi was brilliant once again. Loved the entrance with, with the electric guitar. Overall, the episode was very good, but not brilliant. It's better than Death in Heaven. So I'll give the episode a reasonable 7.5. Oh, okay, more yeah. of a mix, yeah. Uh, Jackson Castillo. 
Uh, I enjoyed the episode. I think and hope that when the story is complete with the second part, um, I'll be able to enjoy it even more. I actually quite liked Missy in this, although she does need to start being referred to as the master more. Um, and one or two of her jokes can just be a bit over the top. I hope we find out why we have all the different kinds of Daleks, but that's doubtful. Um, I don't like how Clara was suddenly working with the Master without much confrontation, even though she'd just seen her kill people just a while before. On its own, I would give this an 8.5, but I really can't rate it properly until the second part airs. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, Nick English. Uh, the episode had me hooked from the start. It was brilliant. I believe it is one of the best series openers in a long time. Michelle Gomez's performance was incredible. I'm really looking forward to next week. Um, Hoogasm all the way. Um, I was Hoogasm all the way. Right, I read you. Uh, I was totally entertained. Um, I don't like rating until I know the end of the second parter, but right now I'm hovering around 9 out of 10. Oh, good. Uh, Jeff Waddle. Jeff. Jeff. He's a model. Um just two words from Jeff. Completely underwhelmed. Oh, Jeff. Yeah, not a fan, Jeff. <laughs> no, he wasn't impressed. Yeah. Uh, Devin Baker, uh, great, but had some odd and unnecessary, in brackets, guitar scene parts, but overall, mm -hmm. eight out of ten. Mm -hmm. um, let's stick in another audio clip. This is from our, um, our good friend, Cousins2019. Hello, the Big Blue Box podcast. This is my review of... The Magician Apprentice, the long-awaited episode. Um, I I loved it. I showing Peter Capaldi as the Twelfth Doctor, as his best and Davos as um, the figure I've got here. Davos is amazing. Julian Bleach, amazing. Now that kind of makes up for me not meeting him at Ball now. But he, he was amazing, Missy was amazing, Clara was amazing, even the side cast was amazing. I do have one niggle though, that's hashtag the planes have stopped. That didn't go anywhere, and that was in the main plot, main synopsis of the story, which, I don't know. I really love seeing the shadow population again, and seeing Blowfish from Torchwood, a guy from Sarah Jane Adventures, Ood, Hath, Jejun, and Planet Khan. I loved seeing all those, and the score I give for this is a big 10 out of 10. I can't wait to hear the podcast on Friday. See you guys next time. Thank you Thanks. very much, Cousins. Thanks, Cousins. Um, so he really liked it. A 10 out of 10 there from Cousins. He's even dug out his Davros figure by the sounds of it. Yes, he actually <laughs> sent us a YouTube video. So if oh, you didn't right. get that on the audio, he's basically um, showed us a couple of figures of um, um, uh, a Dalek and Davros and stuff. So uh, cheers, cousins. That was very cool. Uh, moving on to Facebook, uh, Dean Jones. Uh, I didn't go into this with high or low expectations. So with that in mind, The Magician's Apprentice was a decent but flawed start to Series 9. Mm -hmm. uh, Capaldi continued to be excellent as the Doctor with some fun comedy and well done drama Coleman was good but Clara didn't seem to have much to do in the first part uh, whilst I still don't buy Missy as the master Michelle Gomez was quite entertaining the Frozen Plains plot point didn't add anything to the story it was great to see new and old Daleks used to great effect also I didn't expect Return of Davros so I'm interested to see what happens next the Witch's Familiar is required before I form a full opinion on the story but right now I'd give it a 6 or a 7 Fair play. 
Jeff Waddle pops up again. Oh, Jeff, he's a model. Yep. Um, he gives it a two out of ten. He says, a ten-minute story with 40 minutes of fluff that led nowhere. Um, Davros was good, but that was about it. Given that you know Missy and Clara aren't dead, in brackets, unfortunately, and the Doctor <laughs> would never shoot a kid, the end was poor. Big reset button ahead. Yawn. Well, we wait to... I can't... <laughs> Jeff, you must tell us what you think of uh, Witches for Many next week. See if it's any higher. Jeff, really not liking no. The Magician's Apprentice. Anyways, Ryan Anthony. Um, well, it was bloody fantastic. Uh, the Doctor, Clara and Missy were amazing and I'm genuinely enjoying the Daleks in it. The story was thrilling and that cliffhanger was such a tease. Can't wait for The Witches Familiar. At the moment, I rate it 8.5, but it could change whilst I rewatch it. All hail Moffat for making a great Dalek story and for making something new and fresh. Mm. Joe Sweeney. Hi, Gary and Adam. Here is my review of the episode. Hello. I think the episode was fairly good, but there is a negative on it. The master stroke Missy annoyed me a bit in this episode, even though I liked her in the last series finale. Didn't like the ending part when the Dalek shot Clara and the master, when you just know they aren't dead, especially the start of the new series. So I found that scene very pointless. Um, on the on a high positive note, Peter Capaldi continues to shine as the Doctor. His performance was brilliant as always. Loved his entrance with the electric guitar. Thought that was really cool. And most of all, great to see Davros again after seven years since Journey's End. Overall a good episode, but not brilliant. It's a bit more better than Death in Heaven. So I give it a reasonable 7.5. Bring on the witches familiar. Mm. It was Capaldi playing the guitar as well, wasn't it, for the most of it? He was actually playing it, wasn't he? For most of it, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Michael Taylor. Simply loved it, my friends. Mm -hmm. I gave it a solid 9 out of 10. The Doctor and Missy have some awesome chemistry, and I can't wait to see them on screen together again. The sheer number of references to past series events had my jaw on the ground for the majority of the episode. An excellent way to start Series 9. Yes. And let's bring in another audio review. This is our friend Yanto Williams. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was a pretty awesome episode. Um, Ross, basically, um, that's all I need to say. I mentioned previously that I just loved Davros, and he's awesome. You can't not like him. And then you just got Peter Capaldi rocking it out on the tank in the 1100s or whenever it was, you know, playing electric guitar. I mean, there wasn't electricity, so it's technically impossible, but who cares? It's Doctor Who. And he was just playing the Doctor Who thing. I mean, you know, you don't get better than that. Um, so if Series 9 carries on like this, then it's going to be epic. Thank you, Lanto. <laughs> You're correct. If it does carry on, it will be epic. Yes. Uh, Lewis Palmer. Um, I thought it was really good. My opinion went down when I rewatched it, but I still like it. Mm. Capaldi gave perhaps his best performance yet. And as much as I despise Clara, she was actually tolerable in his episode. <laughs> Missy was good, but she isn't like the master at all. And that's where my problems come in. The innuendos were really what I thought brought this episode down. There's a time and place for them. The planes thing also went nowhere. But Davros, he was great. It gives it 8 out of 10. Cool. Jamie Ackerley. Um, as near perfection as who has ever been. Uh, 10 out of 10. It felt like an entire new production team. Um, what other tricks has Moffat got in store? Uh, Michelle Gomez, genius throughout. Hadn't known about Davros. Fantastic surprise. Uh, scene with the hand minds were horrifically realised. Beautiful and disturbing. Proper loved it. Yeah. Good review. Yeah. Mark Rawlins. 
the Davros reveal was a genuine good surprise. The opening sequence with the hand mines was great. The, the whole episode just seemed to be lots of setup, so I don't think a final verdict can be given until part two, where I'm sure everything in this episode will seem uh, will be seen in a different light. Uh, Anne Jenkins, I loved it. Thank you very much. Uh, Yanto Williams as well. If the series continues like this, then who cares about the viewing figures? Doctor Who is back and is better than ever. Capaldi rocks. Mm -hmm. And uh, lastly, we have another audio review. This is from Thomas Evans. I personally thought The Magician's Apprentice was a really good episode. I thought it was a great way to kick off Capaldi's second series as the Doctor, you know, really started the series with a big bang, you know. Uh, it had Davros in it, which was great. It's always great to see Davros back. We had a load of Daleks, you no know, classic Daleks, special weapons Daleks, Supreme Dalek. They all actually moved and talked, which was a, a lot more than what most of them done in Matt Smith's Asylum of the Daleks. That was nice to see. You know, it was just a really good story overall. You know, I'm really starting to warm to Missy now. Um, the I, the only thing I didn't like was really when her head came out the screen. I found that a little bit OTT, really. But that was just my opinion. But like overall, great episode. You know, ten out of ten. I've rewatched it about f six times now. It's a great episode, and I really hope that the um, the next episode, The Witch's Familiar, lives up to it. Because obviously, Magician's Apprentice is a really big episode. So yeah, ten out of ten. Really loved it, and um, that's pretty much it. So yeah, thanks. Cheers, Thomas. Thanks, Thomas. Another good review. Yes, spot um, on. That was really awesome, you guys, sending in your audio clips and videos. Yeah, I love hearing that. I love hearing our listeners' voice. Yeah, because we never hear you guys. No. You hear us all the time, but we don't see or hear you, so that's really nice. So thank you so much for sending those in, and also to everyone that commented on Facebook as well. Uh, did you have anything on Geeks? Yes, I did, yeah. Um, I, I have to say, this is, comes back to I was amazed when the viewing figures come in because I have never had such a massive response to, to an episode. I mean, I literally got loads. The first time I put out the thing, it wasn't for the podcast, actually. got like so many comments, and then I put one up for the podcast, and um, I'll just pick out the ones we, we got for that. Um, Adam, Time Lord Fishwick, he <laughs> says, it was fantastic. It had a great opener, as a great opener, and many surprises seeing Davros, and a great cliffhanger. So Adam really enjoyed it. Harry Walker, The Magician's Apprentice, for me, was quite impressive. There was a lot of spine-tingling fan service. Well, that's a good phrase. And I got a huge kick out of Davros coming back. I also think the pre-title sequence was a superb, isolated moment. I agree. Loads of other good things, and the cliffhanger was very intense. The problem lies with the rehashing of certain Moffat tropes, the Doctor's death, characters dying and coming back, predictable dialogue, etc., I will reserve judgment until the second part. So at the moment, it's a 7 out of 10. Okay, fair enough. George Coppen, he says, very enjoyable episode. Great way to open the series. Capaldi is brilliant, and I really like Colony Saf. Right, I've mastered saying that now. <laughs> I hope we see him again. Also, that scene where Capaldi rocks the guitar and Tank is brilliant and so funny. I actually do think Capaldi will pull the trigger. Trigger, I think he means. Overall, a brilliant episode, 9 out of 10. Cool. Helen Jones, she says, Magician's Apprentice was an absolutely cracking start to a new series. Uh, I nearly fell off my chair when we found out the little boy was Davros. I'm glad that didn't get ruined for you because I would have loved that. And I absolutely loved how they tied that the dilemma of killing a child you knew grew up to be evil, as in Genesis of the Daleks. All the performances were top-notch. Peter Capaldi was awesome, as always, and I loved Julian Bleach as Davros. Also notable for me was Claire Higgins as Ohila. Ohila? Who's that? Ohira. Who was that? Uh, that was um, uh, Sister Khan. 
Oh, right. Cool. I was yeah. trying to remember her. Yes. Yeah, we, we liked her as well. I'm a huge fan of hers. And I'm glad she has finally been included in a full episode. I'm really hoping at some point for a new story centered around the sister of Khan. Interesting. Uh, a couple of points which grated with Helen. Uh, could have done without the Missy tiggling the Dalek spear. And even <laughs> though watching Peter Capaldi playing electric guitar whilst riding a tank was a sight to behold, I think it went on a bit. Yes, we agree, Helen. I uh, can't wait for next week's episode. It's a 9 out of 10. Cool. And finally, this one just in from Harry Westergaard. He says, I liked it. Okay. Davros was cool <laughs> and Capaldi was pretty good. Great to see the special weapons Dalek again. I think I need to watch it again. Yes, watch it again, Harry, and again and again and again. And again and again. Yeah, it was good Do to it. see the old special weapon Dalek. And he lit up as well, didn't he? I was like, oh, he's lighting up. <laughs> he's getting excited. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there was, lo- I mean, there was loads. Yeah. Such amazing feedback. And I think out of all the stuff I've seen, I think most of it's been positive, don't you? I think there's been, there's been a, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag, but I would say most of the stuff I've had feedback wise has been has been pretty positive towards this episode yeah me too from yeah you know the comments we've had in and the reviews and just stuff that i've seen generally on the interwebs mm. has all been mostly positive yeah which is good yeah there might be a couple of little hiccups with it but that's who for you it's it's one of my I'll, I'll i mean that's the thing i think i i thought maybe on a second watch like somebody else said earlier i thought it may go down i may not enjoy it or something because obviously the, then the sort of gasp factors have gone on a second watch but i have to say i've watched this nearly four times now um and i'm i'm still really really enjoying it as an episode apart from that blimmin' <laughs> tank scene which does yeah i go out and make a cup of tea at that point but yeah i, I think it's a really strong opener i haven't i haven't enjoyed rewatching an episode like this um, for quite a while so i'm yeah. really looking forward to next week's which is familiar um i hope moffat doesn't mess it up because he does have a habit of doing a good part one and then part <laughs> two. Oh, yep. do you know what i mean i'm thinking i'm looking at you dark water and death in heaven i'm looking right at you oh, yes. um i don't want that again i'm really hoping which is familiar is is as good uh, if not better which if it's a 10 out of 10 wow but yeah so i'm very much looking forward to next week did you, you saw it was a good cliffhanger, didn't you? Because a few people said, "Oh, a bit of a." Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a very good cliffhanger. I think mm. I think it's a predictable outcome. Yeah, same here. Um, I, I must admit, it's the first thing I thought. I, thought, I know what he's going to do. But yeah. yeah, it's a predict a predictable outcome, but nonetheless, the actual that it's very intense that whole last scene, and it it's done very well. So mm. even though it's predictable, it's still really good. I loved it. It, it built up really nicely, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all good. So cool, yeah. And I think we have rambled for long enough on this yes, podcast. Yes, that's it. That's enough, that's enough Apprentice Waffle. Oh, there is one last oh, thing. Oh, oh. I've been meaning to ask you this for ages since we watched it. <laughs> Why is it called The Magician's Apprentice? God, don't you even know? No. Oh, I can't believe you don't know that. No, I don't know. It's driving <laughs> me mad. What's the answer? Oh, I just can't believe Adam just doesn't get it. I don't get it. I have no idea. Hey, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm. I've watched, oh. I've watched it four times, and it's drive. What, what is it about? I can kind of see the prequel, maybe that. But why is it called Magician's Apprentice? If anyone knows or has a theory, uh, let us know. <laughs> yes, we'd love to hear your theories. Actually, <laughs> yeah, because that has been annoying me a little bit. My theory mm. is the Doctor is the magician. Okay, um, and that guy. No, no, that's a rubbish theory. Send us your thoughts yeah. on that one. 
That's going to get me thinking for a long time now. It seems such a random title and it has been bugging me. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to know. It should hopefully be enlightened after episode two. I expect the Moffat will Possibly. let us know when he's ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we will wrap there, buddy, before we go on any longer and people start switching off. Let's wrap. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us on this one. I know it's been slightly longer than usual, but we've had a lot to talk about, mm. a lot to go through. Thank you so much for sending in all of your thoughts and reviews and musings. It's been so cool. You guys went nuts on Facebook and you also sent in some quality uh, audio and video clips as well. So thank you very much. This is not a one-off thing either. So in the future, if you want to send us an audio clip or a video clip of your review, feel free to do so. We'll play it on the show. Uh, we love that. We love hearing and seeing you guys. Uh, it's very cool. Um, yeah, so 8 point... No, sorry, 8.5. 9 each for the Magician's Apprentice from us. Yeah, and, and I, 10. Yeah, and I think overall you guys are around that figure as well. It's mainly 9s and 10s and a couple of 8s, but a couple of people really not liking it, but... Um, yeah, Jeff, we're looking at you. Maybe once we've seen the the, two, the first two parts together and you give them a rewatch together, mm. it might change your mind. But um, yeah, overall, very cool. Um, and we can't wait for The Witches Familiar next week. Yeah, so looking forward to that. It's going to be cool. Um, right, it's trivia. Because uh, I forgot a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> uh, last... Um, Last week we asked you, after after the story The Daleks, uh, which is the next story uh, to see the Doctor visiting Scarrow? And um, the answer is The Evil of the Daleks. Mm, Patrick Trout. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cousins 2019. Um, thank you for sending your answer in, but you got it wrong. You said Genesis of the Daleks, um, but a good try. Alex Kingdom, uh, you said The Evil of the Daleks. So you smashed it. Well done. Well done, Alex. Trivia for this week. Uh, uh, on what date was Victorian Clara born? Oh. On what date was Victorian Clara born? I liked jo Victoria Clara, didn't you? Yeah, she was quite cool. Um, slight Cockney accent, I think, <laughs> when she was in front of the punters. Yeah. Um, right, so just jump onto Twitter and Facebook um, and give us your answer. Um... I don't think there's anything else to go through. Right, so remember to check out the website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to everything. You can also subscribe on iTunes from there and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. Be sure to check out Adam's channel, The, uh, the Geek's Handbag, on YouTube and Facebook. Mm. Um, enjoy The Witches Familiar tomorrow night. We look forward to your reviews and thoughts on that. Until then, my name's Gary. And my name's Adam. And remember, Elonzi! El El